What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Downtime with Downstar, episode 112. And today we are sitting with my guy, Jimmy Gomez of Envious. Ooh, excited, excited. Jimmy, what's up, bro? Oh, brother, I'm, I'm honored to be here. So this is your second time on the pod, <clears throat> first time in person, dude. Yeah, this is cool. I love your setup. It, it, it's a trip, man. It's a trip. This is like its own world of its own in here, man. This is cool. Thank you, dog. Yeah, the, uh, the last time we did it was probably like in the 20s or the 30s because this is 112 right now i remember it was we did it over uh what was it facetime yeah we, yeah we did it over uh, uh i think it was instagram live wasn't it i think it was instagram live i or, think so yeah, i think it was instagram live yeah yeah but either way it's good to have you in the studio man thank you for making the trip brother i'm honored to be here i mean especially the 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 people you've had in the past to sit here in this chair and in this room and, and you and, thank you yeah, man this is cool this it's is just, really cool hopefully it's just gonna get better dude i'm on my i'm on my hustle with Bro, it you know? this is just the beginning for both of us yeah this is just the beginning hell yeah dude so uh happy belated birthday man oh thank you thank you i'm <clears throat> i'm surprised i still have my voice but yeah we had a pretty good time last night uh, uh a couple of my members nina and zulia they set up a, a little birthday party at a mariscos because every time i come to southern california i stuff every show afterwards we have to hit a a marisco's place this is that so they rented out this place and it was cool man we had a really good time and um yeah i i drank more than i should (laughs) it's all good dude it's your it's your 21st bro (laughs) so um for everybody listening right now that's not familiar can you give us a quick breakdown of envious and uh what you guys do um envious we we started with with five friends in central california uh we we started a car club and um back in 2011 and uh we named it envy us and it's not envious like the word like somebody's envious of the other person it's envy us uh the reason we came out with that name back then was because it was uh it was an era where trolling was king Mm -hmm. and the bigger of a troll you were the cooler everybody else thought you were so we had this you know we're not going to participate in that negativity or that junk and and you know they can envy us and uh you know with the same decision with the name we our motto we we put uh we support those who support us so it doesn't mean we want the whole world to envy us it's Mm -hmm. just you know those who have anything negative or whatever just envy us sit in the background and watch us you know play yeah and uh those who support us you know let's do this yeah hell yeah (laughs) dude and we've been rocking together since 2012 if i'm not mistaken bro man i i I clearly remember that day where I was sitting in the canopy and, and you came around the corner and you're like, Hey Jimmy, how's it going, man? Is it cool? You know, if I take a picture with you, and I was like, Holy shit. Hold on. Hold on. You guys, hold on. Frank downstairs. Take a picture. Frank downstairs asking to take a fucking picture. All right. Yeah, bro. Absolutely. You know, we take the picture and I go back. I'm like, you know who he is. I was like, Holy shit. man. Hell yeah, dude. That was dope, man. Yeah. Cause I seen you on your grind. Oh man. I appreciate that. Brother. And uh, that was at IFO. IFO yes, Bakersfield, IFO 2012. Bakersfield. Yes, it was. I remember that. Yeah, I remember uh, uh, before that, I, I told this story a lot of times when uh, the first time we went to Weekfest San Francisco and you had your booth there. And I remember Mike had his prelude, Big Mike had his prelude there. And man, I was like a 15-year-old girl, man. I was like, <laughs> holy shit, look at the dude. Because I used to like obsess with the Skunk 2 Elite videos. And you and Mike and Ryan from Rywire and all these people were like on Skunk 2's um, Elite, you know, and I'd watch these videos and, 
you know, and then you'd hear about you guys on, you know, social media. Back then, social media was barely getting its lift, like, you know, from Facebook or Instagram. And, yeah. you know, you'd see all this and and then uh, to, to meet you, you know, and then to see, you know, Big Mike. And it, it was just a trip, man. It's just a trip how far we've come. And then, you know, you and I became personal friends after that. Yeah, you know? hell yeah. You're such a humble person. It's easy to make that friendship with you. Thank you, know you I mean? bro. Thank you. But, uh, yeah, man, I, I appreciate that. Yeah, so the Envious has been growing strong, man, since 2011. Yes. That's wild, dude. Crazy. So how many members are you up to now? An educated guess, probably about 1,800 to 2,000 worldwide. Wow. Um, just on our Facebook private page, we're about 1,200 members on the, on, the, on the international page. And that's the private page with just the members. But we have entire chapters and entire states out of country that don't have Facebook. So, you know, we do, you know, we have quite a few on top of that. So that's why, you know, the rough guesstimate is yeah. 18 to 2,000. So let's say uh, some of these countries that you guys are in, mm-hmm. which, ones, which ones surprised you the most that you have a chapter in? Turkey. 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 Um, <clears throat> when... It, it first started with them just replicating, mm-hmm. you know, they, they seen the logo and they started replicating it with shirts and big, no, oh. okay, <laughs> um, they started, you know, they, they took a big group picture of about 30 of them and they all had these red shirts with envious and envious flags. And they're, everybody's sending it to me like, who in the hell, what the, I was like, shit. So we looked, looked deeper into what they were doing. And then, uh, uh, Rafael Jimenez out of Fresno, he's our international lead. So I had him contact them like, Hey, you guys can't be doing this and this is that. And, um, they were very understanding about it and they wanted to know how, what was the right process to get in. And so, so we did get them on board and, and, and you know, that it's a crazy movement out there, man. It's, 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 it's almost cultish. Yeah, really? Yeah. It's almost cultish. It's, it's a big, uh, they, you know, they really respect uh, the team and what it stands for, and and uh, they've even brought it into their political side because you know what's everything is going on with Turkey and the Kurds and all that other stuff. With, no, you, what is you, it? Well, Trump, <clears throat> Trump pulled this uh, pulled some soldiers out of Syria, mm-hmm. and uh, that's where the Kurds were, and there's a border between Turkey and, and Syria, and Turkey came in, and that's when they just started shooting up the Kurds as soon as the U.S. backed up out of there. Mm-hmm. And um, it was a big old thing or whatever. And, and both Turkey and the Kurds are allies to the U.S. But rewind it two years ago, um, they, they looked at the Kurds like the Kurds are trying to take over, you know, Turkey. And, and you know, that they're, um, what's ISIS? What, what, what is it? Uh, terrorist? So yeah. they're looking at Kurds like they're terrorists. Gotcha. So they, you know, they did this big old parade, you know, you know in support of their country. And, you know, we have videos of that, you know, they're, they're envious cars are all bannered up and they have the Turkey flag, huge Turkey flag, and they're driving oh, down the wow. street, police escort. And then you see like hundreds of cars behind them all protesting in this country. Uh, it's just crazy. <laughs> Turkey, dude. I don't know if we ever shipped anything to Turkey before, man. That's kind of crazy. That's kind of crazy. But you never know. Remember, you didn't think really too much about Mexico. You didn't think you had too many. You didn't ship too much of Mexico. And you went out there in Mexico. And holy shit, everybody had your stuff. <laughs> they either had our stuff or knockoff stuff, which was cool either way, dude. <laughs> that was the first time that I saw actual knockoff Downstar yeah. stuff. 
I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. And then I was checking it out, and then the guy came up to me later, and he's like, hey, man, you're from Downsize. So oh, yeah, nice to meet you, man. He's like, yeah, I saw you checking out my bolts. I know they're not real, but I want to get real. I'm like, it's all good. <laughs> love is love. Yeah, love dude. Is love. <laughs> it, was, it was just a surprise to me. But uh, good, man. I'm happy for you, dude. I've always been uh, happy for the success that you had because you've been working hard on it, dude. Thank you, brother. Every year, that. you're just pushing it further and further appreciate it yeah so um what uh what is the next step for envious or what do you have on the plate for 2020 i really want to start pushing with uh uh collaborations with 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 bigger companies gotcha um, i want to really look at champion and cookies and all these other brands and um i got to speak with a couple of them you know, a couple years ago. And, and I, I just feel I, I put a seed. I just planted yeah. a seed. And uh, 2020, I'm going to come back and start watering it and see where it grows. Good, dude. Yeah. And do uh, you have any trips coming up? Ooh. Next month, I will be flying out to Dubai. Um, after that, I may be going to China in February. Sick. Yeah. Dude. So tell yeah. us about the Dubai trip. What's that all about? The Dubai trip. Uh, one of my, one of my buddies, uh, Jose Marikin, he contacted me and he said that, uh, uh, Dubai is having this, this really big event that they're trying to bring out, um, the car, the car culture out there to stimulate their, their economy. Because I guess. In, in the next 20, 30 years, I guess their oil is going to be depleted. So gotcha. they're trying to stimulate their, their economy with, uh, with the fashion world, with the automotive world. And they're trying to bring all this other stuff in. And, uh, they're the, so the country is paying for all these car people to go out there and, and basically in like a SEMA is mm -hmm. basically be like a SEMA. But the only flip side to this is they're paying everybody to go out there and they're paying the travel and the airfare wow. and the rooms and food. They're paying for everything. So, um, I, I, I mean, that's a good freaking start. I mean, cause with, with anything, with any brand, with anything, you're going to lose money at first, you're going to start breaking even, and then you're going to start profiting. Yeah. So, you know, that's, uh, you know, so they're, 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 they got it right. They're doing it. Dubai, bro. That's Dubai. crazy. It's crazy. Man. I know. I know. What I, are your thoughts, dude? I contacted some of our members out in Saudi Arabia and I told them, I said, Hey, I'll be out there, you know, and I'd love to see you guys. And they're, they're pumped, you know, they're, wow. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> it's going to be crazy. I wonder what they're going to gift you, dude. Oh, shit. <laughs> 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 be a wild trip dude. yeah yeah they sent me uh all the information as far as like you know men and women what you can wear what you can't wear the etiquette and all this stuff and you know you just you, you have to be on your p's and q's because it's another it's another world it's, it's another country it's another uh set of values and you know you have to go out there respecting it and they have no problem gelling you for not respecting their values dude do not go to jail and oh no no, no 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 I, they were they were scaring me about china and china's a little bit worse yeah you know what i mean china's crazy and um they have this this thing as soon as you get off the airport they scan your hands for any um resins even because your sweat will even wow. produce resins for any drugs or narcotics and so they're just like you know Try not to take anything at least a couple of weeks before you go out there. And I was Whoa. like, I, I was like, I could do that. All right. <laughs> Damn. So, yeah. Dude, that's crazy. So as soon as you get into the airport in China, 
as soon as you go through whatever so there's cameras everywhere and instantly you're going to be facial recognition or recognized so wherever you go if uh, i mean they're not they don't they don't really care about jimmy they don't really care about following me around but let's say if i do commit a crime they'll backtrack everywhere i went who i talked to and everything else they'll backtrack it all the way to the airport that's crazy man fucking crazy huh? yeah they say that we don't have freedom here but at least we don't oh. have that you know you got people that are born and raised here and they've never stepped a foot outside their city and they complain about the United States. I mean, bro, I've, I've seen some pretty jacked up places. You know yeah. what I mean? And, and I mean, we live in a country where if you're on welfare, you still have an iPhone. Come on. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, come on. So, yeah, we have it pretty good here. Yeah. We have it pretty good here. So let's go ahead and dive into the beginning of it, dude. Okay. Um, I like to call this the uh, when you first came out of the womb. <laughs> <laughs> so, where were you born at it, and what did your uh, early life look uh, like? I, I was born and raised in 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 Visalia, California. I, I I was you know that I'm, I'm staying there, and yeah. I don't have this urge to leave. Um, born and raised in in Visalia, I I was raised. Um, you know, mom and dad at home, you know, good, good, good environment. Um, I, I veered off, I veered off. And that's why I used to tell my mom when she was alive, I used to tell her, I go, you have me like a bird. You put a bird inside your palms and you're holding them there. And as soon as I can fly, I'm gone. You know what I mean? Like, oh, they were really protective, pr very protective, both very, mom and dad, very protective. Yeah. Gotcha. Very protective. Were they born and raised in Visalia as well? No, they're, well, they're, they, they lived in Visalia majority of their life, but they came out of Texas, both of them. So, oh, wow. So my, up to my great grandparents are out of Texas. Got you. So, oh. Uh, yeah, so um, growing up and then, you know, getting into junior high, I thought the whole gang life looked appealing and and all that stuff. And I got involved with, with people I shouldn't have. And I mean, there's two flip sides to that. People on the other side, they could say they got involved with me, which they <laughs> shouldn't have. <laughs> you know what I mean, so. So you've always <laughs> been a gang leader. <laughs> no, I, you know, it, uh, <laughs> I wouldn't say a gang leader, <laughs> but... <laughs> <laughs> Frank, um, I, you know, I, I've always had that, uh, I've always had that, you know, uh, what's that camaraderie or something yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. you know, that sense of belonging. I've always had that. And, you know, it, it was, it was in a negative light, you know, in my early years. And, uh, there was a fork in the road where I got arrested when I was 20, 20 or 21, I got arrested and, um, while I was in the holding tank in the county jail, you guys are like, what the heck? While I was in the holding tank in the county jail, one of the YDOs, that's a youth development officer that went to my high school, um, he was in there booking somebody. And, and he looked and he looked again. He's like, what are you doing in here, man? And I was like, dude, like Jeff McIntosh, that's his name. And I was like, Jeff, man, this, this, that, and this, you know, BS, this bunk yeah. charges yeah, and yeah, blah, yeah. blah, blah. You know how everybody's innocent. And uh, he... Um, you know, so he, he said, he goes, let me go look at your charges. So he went and looked at them and he came back and he goes, look, man, he goes, he goes you can, you can pick yourself up from this. Either you're going to go one way or you're going to go the other. He goes, I've seen you in high school. I, I know your personality. You're a good kid, man. Straighten up. So I had time. <laughs> I had time to think about that conversation. Um, so, and it was nothing. It was like 45 days and they're giving 43 day kicks. So I was out in two days. I mean, no big deal, but 
you know, and from that point I did, I, from that point I, I did straighten up. I went back and got my GED and I went through, um, I went through a police academy, believe it or not. Wow. I, went, I went through the police academy and, um, one of the stipulations of my probation were I couldn't be in possession control or, or near a firearm. Oh. So when I was going through the police academy, I let the director know, I said, Hey, you know, um, this, this is my probation and you know, we're going to go through the qualifications for firearms and this is that, and you know, um, the probation thing. And so, uh, the Lieutenant and th- I did a total, I did a total 180. I did a total 180 change from that point where I got arrested and I got out. I mean, I did, I mean, total. Yeah. I mean, I left everybody behind, but I didn't do it in a way where everybody's all F Jimmy, F Jimmy, you know, I did it respectfully and I just, you know, I, I took my own path and, uh, I got involved with like the concerned citizens committee of Visalia, the North Visalia advisory committee, um, neighborhood watch. I just totally went all out. Really? Yes. I totally went all out and, and started doing, uh, all this good stuff. And then I went to the police academy. Good for you, man. So when I went to the police academy, the Lieutenant Dave Wheeler, he was the, the commanding officer of the gang task force that erased, arrested me. So, um, he vouched for me. He, he's seen everything I was doing and he mentored me. And he, and when I went back to court to, to dissolve the charges, uh, he went with me to court. The mayor of Isaiah, Jesus Gamboa wrote me a letter, uh, in my behalf, uh, to the judge. And then, uh, a couple of, uh, directors of the at-risk youth centers wrote me letters. And, uh, the judge looked at it and said, this is the first time I've had anybody flip and start doing like such a good job and, and, you know, being a, a productive member of society. And he goes, and I'd be honored to dismiss all charges and blah, 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 blah. And, and then my, my new life started there. Nice. Crazy. huh? Hell yeah, man. So what year was this? <laughs> this was in 90, 93, between 93 and 95. Got you. Between 93 and 95. So what ended up happening with that? I did work Visalia for a while. Um, I did uh, a, like a volunteer reserve position. Um, but at the time I was working manufacturing and I was working 12 hour shifts, two weeks straight, no days off. And I could not dedicate myself to go back on the weekends and, and put in, cause you had to put in like 16 hours a month to keep your, your, um, your certification, your post gotcha. certification. And I couldn't do it. It was just no way with it was either it was either working 16 hours a month and getting a stipend of I don't know like it was 150 175 dollars or working full-time and and live yeah so I had to choose which now I totally regret now I wish I would just slept under a bridge and just kept doing it you know what I mean but it is what it is I mean everything's predestined everything's everything's meant to be no definitely man everything's meant to be but there's no I have no regrets I have no regrets I have no regrets yeah. So, um, so after that, um, I continue working industrial, uh, continue to stay in Visalia. And then, uh, yeah, uh, I, I started detailing cars. Uh, that was my, that was my gig. Uh, back then my wife was my girlfriend. Uh-huh. Um, so back then I was, uh, I was, you know, trying to make ends meet and try to make more money and, I started detailing cars and I, I bought this bucket for 60 bucks and it had, it had a mitt, it had, had soap, it had freaking wax 
And she was like, $60, that's, you know, that's a lot of money and you're just throwing it away on that. I was like, no, no, no. My barber's going to pay me $45 to detail his Explorer, you know, so it's going to pay for itself. Yeah. And uh, fast forward it two years, it paid for itself, man. It paid for itself. It got, I mean, it got to the point where I was going to all the business owners' homes and taking their their Mercedes, their freaking, oh my God, what was the, the most expensive car I took? A Viper. I took a Viper back when Vipers were new. I brought that back to the house, polished it, did paint corrections on it. And yeah, by the time you know it, I was losing money going to work. No way. Yeah, I was losing money going to work. So when you're working your job at the industrial job and then you just decided to do this detailing on the side? Yeah. I would go into work at uh, at 3 o'clock. So I would bring the cars in at 8 in the morning, have them all polished, do a four-stage paint correction, detailed up, and by 2 o'clock I'd be done, take a shower, get ready, and go to work at 3. And I did that solid for about a year and a half, like nonstop. Wow. But the money, man, that's what you're addicted to. You're addicted to that money. So you just keep pushing and pushing and pushing. And uh, that that's that's how we started Team Envious because one of the guys that wanted me to do his car, he had a Civic and it was fixed up and I had my Civic and you know, he, he's like, dude, we should, have, we, should, we should make a car club, bro. And that's how it all started. So at this time when you're detailing cars, did you have any passion for cars? Yes, I did. That the the new Civic, the new body style was coming out and mm -hmm. it was a 2000. That was the eighth gen. That was the eighth gen. Okay. And uh, back in 2005, that's when I was doing all the, you know, um, uh, hustling and everything else and trying to, you know, get money for this new body style that's coming out. And mm -hmm. I got the FG2, and I think I was the third one in California to have a white one. And nice. I was like, oh, my gosh. And then I was like, okay, I'm not going to beat it up because every car in the past, I blew the motor, man. I bought a brand new GSR, 2001 GSR, brand new, 7,000 miles, blew the engine. What the fuck? How? <laughs> Street racing, brother. I was direct port nitrous. I mean, everything you could think of, bro. I mean, I was I was in it, man. I was in it. <laughs> so let's get to that point. Let's get back sure. to, let's get back to the point where um, you figured that you had a, a love for cars. Okay. So when did that come along? Whew. Man, that must, I think um, in 97, 97 is when I, when I started getting into the imports because before then I had a 50 Chevy, I had a 46 Chevy. Oh, nice. Line, yeah, four door bomb. And then I had a, a 63 Impala and then I had a 69 El Camino Super no Sport. No shit, yeah, really? Yeah, I was all into that. I was all into the muscle and the low riders and all that that's stuff. That's the same as my Chevelle, dude. Yeah, yeah. That that's El why, Camino's just the truck. Yeah, that's why when I seen it, I was like, dude, <laughs> oh, oh my God, I had like 10, Ten, eleven thousand dollars in this damn thing, and it didn't even start yet. You know what I mean? <laughs> I was like, "Shit, man, <laughs> this is expensive." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so you're driving these uh, the old schools. Yeah. And uh, so, when did you get into the uh, into the Hondas? One day, my my buddy Esty Jimenez, uh, he's always been into the Hondas ever since I I've known him, and we used to work at McDonald's together way back in the day. And uh, he came by the house to say hi to me and visit, and this is that. And when I, when you know, when I looked, he had a little uh, EF, he had yeah. a four door EF, and uh, he was like, "Let's go for a ride, man. Let's do this. Let's do that." And I was like, "Ah, let's go in this little rice burner." You know, that was that. <laughs> that was my mentality, right? Let's go in this little rice burner. And yeah. What do you have in your glass packs? It sounds like you have glass packs in your exhaust, man. What the hell is it? You know what I mean? Glass like, packs. <laughs> like he, I didn't know nothing, right? So he took me in it and. He hauls 
ass in it and all i see is the road because you know those old cars man all you see is the hood or the yeah, ornament yeah. you know what yeah. i mean so he's hauling ass and i'm like holding on to the oh shit handle like <laughs> what the fuck you know and then all you see is just the road i was like yeah. dude and and he's like dude you should get the new civic si and that was the 99 2000 he's gotcha. like you should get it when it comes out and blah 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 this is that and yeah but um yeah so uh when so when when in 97 98 99 i had a um what do you call it what do you call those freaking a da got you i had a okay, da got you i had a da and and uh i started tinkering with that when i had the the muscle cars and i just never i never really fully got into it because i was going off what people were like oh you want a b20 bottom in you want a gsr head or a b16 head with it gotcha so i was tinkering with it but it wasn't running so going into this little Civic, the first one that ran, yeah. you know, and going inside and experiencing it, I was just like, I'm throwing all the muscle away and I'm going to build that little fucking really? car. Really? Yes. So I just, I sold everything. Matter of fact, Danny Martinez, um, he's in, he's in Team Envious. Uh, I sold him the 69 Al Camino Super Sport at 396. I sold it to him. It was a it, Super Sport? Yeah, it was a Super oh, Sport. Oh, no uh, yeah, way. The original 396 motor in it. And I had the Edelbrock high-rise manifold yeah. and, and the hooker headers. Yeah. And I had all that stuff in it. And I sold it. I gave it to, I basically gave it to him and his dad. And I started going balls out into the import thing. And yeah, so well, anyway, so my buddy was like, you know, in 99, 2000, they're going to come out with this new Civic Si. And that was already like two years ahead. You know what I mean? I was yeah, like, yeah, hmm. yeah. So I just, you know, sat back and tinkered with this little DA. And when the new one came out, I, I bought it and, and I was blown away because I put $5,000 into it. And I was like, I got this brand new car. I got this heat under the hood. I freaking can drive to San Francisco and back with no issues. I'm not worried about, you know, because I mean, those old cars, man. I mean, you're that, to me, it was like you're, you're throwing dice just to travel anywhere with them because yeah. if something happens. Oh, hell yeah. You know dude. what I mean? And to have something that was like dependable. And I mean, I can just take this thing anyway. It was just, I was addicted. I was, it was, it was on. Yeah. It was on after that. So, so what was the, um, the import community like in Visalia back then, late nineties, early two thousands? Street racing, street yeah. racing. And, and, and I was that dumbass. <laughs> I was that dumbass hot riding around with just a freaking exhaust stock, trying to race everybody at every light. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's me still. <laughs> You know what I mean? Doing the burnouts and I mean, just in the parking lot, just, yeah. you know, that's, that's why I try to school this, this generation on what not to do. Cause I've done it. You know what I mean? And it's, yeah. it's just, now I look back with like palm face. Did you ever get in any trouble? Um, no, I mean, I got tickets. I mean, I got speeding tickets. Uh, I got speeding tickets. I got, matter of fact, my, my biggest one was coming uh, in Gorman, I was coming to SoCal mm -hmm. and I was going 101 and a 55 and that officer had the time of his life with me on that one. Whoa. Yeah. That was like a DUI. That was two points. So it was a $1,300 fine. It was a 30 day suspension. It was a bunch. It was expensive. You got a DUI with it? Too? No, no. It was like equivalent to a DUI. Oh, gotcha, like, gotcha, the, like, gotcha. like, like, yeah, the punishment was equivalent to like a DUI. Yeah. So yeah, my, I had, uh, I had all state insurance and it was from one day I was paying 150 a month and they're taking it, withdrawing it from my banking account. And then one day they pulled out $536 out of my account. That's how high my insurance went for a month, every month. Yeah. Every no month. way. Yeah, every month. And Damn. so real quick, I went to that cost you less insurance. I didn't need this 
premium triple A insurance. But yeah, lessons learned. Damn, dude. So then you end up getting that new Civic. You're driving mm-hmm. it around, and then what? Uh, what ended up happening to that car? They stole it. Um, yeah, I I had direct port nitrous in that one too, and um, I, I I I got affiliated with uh, um, it was a it was a car club back then called MPH, and it was out of Fresno, California, and uh, uh, the, I was like I said, I was driving around all stock, getting my ass beat by every freaking real tuner out there, real yeah, racer, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean, and. So I remember I got spanked by this one guy. He had a GSR and, and I mean, he pulled on me and he, I mean like three cars, he left me like three cars behind. I was like, Oh man, this is that. I was all pissed off. And then the guys are standing there and said, yeah, man, like that car's not even fast either. And I was like, what do you mean it's not fast? They're like, no, dude, there's this other guy in town that, you know, he has a fully built, you know, B20 and this is that. And he'll spank that car by like five cars. And to me, I was like, I couldn't comprehend that. Like, yeah. are you freaking kidding me? Cause you, you thought know? that your car was fast. Yeah. You thought, yeah. you know, you think your car's fast and it's all, you know, so, um, so that guy who who was supposed to be like the 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 main shit in town a couple weekends later gets beat by this other guy who had his cards tuned at church mm-hmm. and so he was out there spanking everybody so i take my car in right i take my car into fresno with this mph and i mean let me backtrack a little bit this is before i was even affiliated with them and i heard about mph i heard you know like these cars man like if you're out in the races and these cars come out and they have that big mph banner across their windshield don't fuck with them what does that stand for MPH. It was just a. It was a. It was a shop. It okay, was. Yeah, it was a shop. It was a motorsport shop, and uh, they they had a car club on the side, and their fastest cars. Like if you were affiliated with them, you had like the little tiny MPH, uh, little decals on your side black glass. Yeah. And if you were like, if your car was like a monster, they would put the banner gotcha. all across their windshield. Gotcha. So after after being humiliated. <laughs> For like four months, <laughs> uh-huh. realizing that my car wasn't shit, I took it to this shop in uh, in Fresno, and I said, "Hey, you know, I heard you guys, you know, doing this, 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 and you know, how can I make my car, you know, you know, kick some ass out there? You know what I mean?" And they're like, "Get this kit." I remember the mechanic was walking through the shop when I was asking the owner, and he's like, "Get this kit hanging on the wall. Get that nitrous kit." And he goes back into the shop and slams the door. So Jose Marikin, matter of fact, that's the one I was just with this weekend. He's the owner of the shop. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was like, yeah, get that, sh- get that, that kit right there and, and uh, we'll tune it and this, this, that, and you'll spank everybody in Visalia. And I was like, how can that be? How can that $700 part beat everybody in Visalia? Like, how's that even? And that's just, you know, when you don't know nothing, you know yeah. what I mean? You're just like, you know, it's, it's a, you can't comprehend a lot of stuff. So um, I said, I'm down. I'm down. And he said, okay, it's Friday. Leave your car here. Come back Monday and pick it up. Well, that's my brand new car. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what are they going to do to it? You know what I mean? Like, holy, you know, so I was like, all right, I trust it, whatever. So I leave the car there. And then Danny Martinez, which he was the one that bought my, the, the, the DA? No, you know, no. He oh, the Al, Camino, the, the, Al the Al Camino. Yes, yes. So Danny Martinez, he gives me a call and he's like, hey, dude, your car's a fucking monster and i said shut up he goes dude they're they're street tuning it right now it's a fucking monster so i was like dude and i'm like my hands are getting sweaty yeah. i'm like oh dude what do they do to it like holy crap yeah so uh they're like you know come by you know monday and pick it up and this is that 
So I went to go pick it up and they had it on the lift and they had other cars underneath it. And, and, uh, when they brought it out, it freaking, they lowered it and it had the MPH banner across the windshield. Shut like, up. Yeah. So I go, what the fuck? You got bannered? Yeah. And they're like, Jimmy, your car is a fucking monster, dude. Like call out the fastest car in Visalia and we'll take everybody from MPH out there to, to represent this. And this is that I was like, holy, now I've got butterflies. Cause I'm thinking there's no way this car is going to beat these guys because these guys are built. You know, he had a fully built B20 in his car. Uh, I think it was like 150 shot, you know, dry nitrous kit, whatever, oh, wow. whatever. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm like, holy shit. So, uh, yeah, they, they, you know, fast forward it a couple weekends and it was all the talk, you know, Jimmy's going to race this guy, Jimmy's going to race that guy. And I had the car and, and my mechanic made it so I couldn't turn the nitrous on. Like he didn't want me to fucking blow the engine. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So he had it to where he, I couldn't activate the, the nitrous. So the, the weekend of the race, um, I remember, you know, rolling into Mooney cause I met up with all of them in Goshen. That's a town outside of Visalia. I met up with everybody in those probably about 20 to 30 MPH cars and all of them had that big banner on it. And then Jose, the owner was like, I'll roll in your car. I'll roll in your car. I was like, Oh my God, dude, like he was gonna roll in my fucking car. So we're driving down Mooney and back then this is before social media. So Mooney was the place. That's where everybody's cruising. That's where everybody's drag racing. That's where, that's where it's at. That long ass road. Yes. Bumper to bumper for like three miles, just cruising. No that, way. Yes. That's, Very cool. that's how it was every weekend. So we rolled up in the in and out parking lot and, uh, I remember just everybody was like, oh, shit. I remember just feeling that, oh, that, that, oh, this is the shit. You know I mean, like, this is life. Toretto. This is it. You yeah. know what I mean? So we pulled up in there, and and uh, the owner of the other shop where that guy got his car built, you know, he's all, pop the hood. I want to see this. I want to And my guys are all, there ain't no hood popping, motherfucker. Yeah. You know, run what you got, not your mouth, you know, this or that. So um, we took it. We took it out to a country road, and. And uh, there, there's a recording of it on a VHS camcorder. No there, way. Yes, there's a recording of it. I'm not mistaken. Danny has it. And uh, and you have to realize, I didn't. I had the stock clutch, and I had regular tires. I didn't have, you know, back then it was five five fives. You had the street slicks. Yeah, and this, yeah, this, yeah. That. And that guy, the other guy, had the street slicks, and he had a, like a stage six clutch. And and uh, so I'm like, oh man, bro, like I'm, this, there's a lot of people watching this shit. You know what I mean? There's a lot of people here. So before the race, did you test it out or you didn't even test out the new No, the, the mechanic, Joel, Joel Gonzalez, shout out to Joel. Joel Gonzalez was like, I'm going to drive it. I tuned it. I'm going to run it for you. Uh-huh. And I'm like, dude, like I can't let that happen. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah, dude, yeah. I got to, I got to race my own car. And he's like, Jimmy, Jimmy, let me run it. And I was like, fuck. And then Danny, I, you know, Danny's like, Jimmy, just let him, let him. So we're sitting at the, you know, we're over there like a quarter mile down and we see the two cars line up and, and then they take off and whoa, you just hear them coming, man. And, and I seen the, the guy with the built B20, I seen his the headlights just go up. Like he just jumped. Whoa, and yeah. I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. And then, and then here they go. Whoa, whoa. My car took it. No, and I was way. like, holy! I mean, it was a salad. I mean, I could not. It was. It was. You know, and that's why I know the addiction of street racing. I know that addiction. I know how it feels to win. I know how it feels to lose. And and you know, we've been shot at. You know, what I mean, just we, we've been through all that. You know, I mean, that's that's why building the team. I was like, I didn't want that element in there. Yeah, you know, because with street racing. 
with my, even with my personal uh, group of friends, you know, we would be like, dude, your car's slow. Fuck you, your car. And you yeah. just, you get that. And then there's even animosity that builds up. It's hidden, but it's there. Yeah. You know, and, and you guys would go out to race and then you lose or you win or whatever. And it's just like, it, it's not fun losing. So you have, you know, and you know, it, it just, it, it brings, it brings a lot of BS into the, into the equation. So I just, you know, I, I wanted to leave that out and that's, yeah. So after that night, did you end up racing it yourself? No. Um, I, I started racing it like in Delano. We went to go out to Delano and run them and then we'd go out to Hayward. And then that's when I started getting the feel for it and running it and getting used to my car. And, you know, by then I had the ACT stage four clutch, which fuck, I don't know how my dashboard stayed together. Really? And then, uh, yeah, I got the five, five, fives and then skunk two suspension back then it was, you had to get the Takiko struts and the skunk two oh, coil over that sleeves. Was the setup, yeah. Dude. Remember yeah. that? Tokikos and yep, sleeves. Yep. And, yep. uh, so yeah, yeah, we had a, you know, we tuned that for the race and everything else. And, and they were doing stuff that, you know, that was out of the box, you know, like, you know, like what I found out later, you know, they didn't tell me then, but you know, when they were putting the nitrous in, they took the head off and, you know, I think it was, what is it? Spoon or Greddy who has that, 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 uh, head gasket, the head gasket. Yeah. You the sticker. Yeah. So what they would do though, what he did was he kept the Honda head gasket and he took it apart and he took out the inner layer and he put it back together. Cause that raised the compression, mm-hmm. you know? So he did that little trick to it. And then, um, oh my God, what else did he do? He put like sob, you know, the sob, the, the car, the, the company. Saab. Yeah. Saab. He put the sob cold spark plugs on it. And, <laughs> you know, we put GSR, um, uh, not GSR. Uh, we put prelude, uh, type S, uh, um, fuel injectors in it. And, yeah. you know, just little things like that where, you know, and, and like now it's just, you know, you do is just click and get <laughs> yeah, it, you know, but buy the new yeah. Stuff, and yeah. back then it was like, you know, it was like, oh, we have a prelude that's fucking beat up in the back. Let's take this out of it and put this. I'm like, what the hell, you guys? But that mother was a monster. The prelude cat converter. <laughs> yeah. Put it in. Flows better. <laughs> you know what I mean? Take the speaker box out. <laughs> what the fuck, dude? Isn't it so funny when dudes are trying to lose weight for the, their cars? <laughs> take this out. Take this. And they're fat as fuck. Like, bro, yes. lose some weight. You're cutting out the whole inside of your car for 10 pounds? Yes. You're yes. 50 over, dog. Let somebody <laughs> out. Let me drive. Yeah, that's, yeah. You, yeah, changing your hood <laughs> to a carbon fiber hood. If you weigh 300 pounds, it doesn't mean. <laughs> doesn't, I mean, come on. I'll fucking leave the fucking hood, bro. Just go. <laughs> Oh shit, you're so right, dude. That's funny, bro. I always hear that when they're just talking about the smallest pounds. Like people will ask us about the hardware too. Like, I want to do everything titanium. I want to save. I'm like, all right. First of all, bro, you're saving probably like ten bucks or ten pounds yeah. through the whole car. Yeah. And then you're talking four thousand dollars. Get yeah. the fuck yeah. out. Just lose yeah. some weight. Yeah. Dog. You'll be good. Yeah. And and they and they don't they don't understand the importance of of like air pressure in the tire or um like kirk gordon kirk gordon you know we were walking around the event one time and he was like you know you need to put that 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 plate underneath the car so it you know you don't get no resistance from the wind little things like that really work yeah you know what i mean like and people don't think that they just think of you know what somebody else posted and they're just going to run from it and run with it from there a lot of the uh the real racers though like the drag racers those dudes have it down to a point and actually they're getting ready right now for world cup world cup is this week 
if oh, I'm not mistaken. Really? I think it starts Thursday or even Wednesday. Oh. Yeah, so we got some guys headed out there. Uh shout out to FCS, man. They're they're going from out here. Yeah. Um where's it? Uh what's that by Magic Mountain? Santa Clarita? Yeah. Mm-hmm. From Santa Clarita driving all the way to Maryland. Yeah. So there uh last time I checked he was in Texas oh, wow. or something. Yeah. Yeah, Nick from Oso Sick Media goes out there. That's right. Yeah, he always dude. goes out there. Yeah. Yeah. So shout out to Nick from Oso Sick Hell yeah, Media. Shout man. out to Nick, man. Uh, so have fun out World there, Cup should be pretty dope, man. There's a lot of guys headed out there. There's gonna be some world records broken out That's there gonna for be sure. Insane. Whatever happened with Skunk 2's race car? I don't know. We're still trying to get Dave on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Ask him about it. Shout out to Dave. Fucking Dave, man. Yeah. But um, speaking of Dave, man, you so you went from admiring the people on the Skunk 2 street team mm-hmm. to having a good relationship for a while with Skunk 2, yes, right? Yes. Um, uh, it was, a matter of fact, it, it, it was 2011 this weekend. It was on my birthday. Really? It was on my birthday. I went out and I, 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 uh, it was, it was, uh, Skunk 2 and Pastor JDM. I went to both companies and both companies pe- took a picture of my car and posted it. And back then when that first happened, people in Visalia thought I was lying. When I told them I was going to get ready to go to Vice, or go to Skunk 2 and go to Password, they thought I was the biggest bullshitter. I'm not even lying. Really? Everybody thought I was just lying like I was just full of shit. And um, so when, when they posted it, on their Instagram and, and I was driving back, my phone was blowing Hell up. Yeah. Everybody's like, dude, somebody from Visalia actually made it, dude. Like this is that. <laughs> like, you fucking did it, Jimmy. Like like to them it was like I, I won the lottery, you know? Yeah. Um Dope uh, man. Hell yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, with the whole relationship I should I should I should share the relationship with Skunk too on there. Yeah, we'll get into it in a little bit. I'll put sure. that on the docket. Yeah. Um, but I want I want to kind of paint the picture for the rest of it. So sure. I want to get to where you uh, got actually got into the eighth gen. Okay. So you're racing the the EM one and yeah. um, doing all this crazy shit to it, putting a Prelude air filter and stuff. No, it was it was it was Prelude um, fuel injectors. <laughs> okay. But you know you know back then there that's getting back into it. You know, because I, I, you know, after blowing so many motors, I was done. I was done. I didn't even want to look at a freaking import. Yeah. Until the agent came out and that sparked me back up again. But back then, it wasn't FG2, EM1, or EK. That was, if you talk to somebody about that, they're like, what the hell are you talking about, bro? It's a, really? It's a 99 Civic SI. Mm. Or, you know what I mean? Or it's it's a, it's a, you know, it's a 90 Acura DA. Or that, not even a DA. It's just a 90 Acura. That lingo know? probably came from when the, the, the term JDM came out and that, that started getting popular i bet you that's when all that stuff it's crazy yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's a little different eras yeah you know? different there was a different generation when i got back into it most definitely so you ended up blowing the motor in the em1 i blew the motor in the em1 i blew the motor in the gsr i just you know and and i mean just you know when they when, when you build a car for performance and for this is for the ones that don't know okay you're just getting into it you're just getting on instagram you've seen these cars and you're like oh this is cool i'm gonna do it you know, a lot of those parts that you buy, they're meant to go down the track and then rebuild. You yeah. know what I mean? You know, and, and I was trying to daily, uh, you know, stage six, you know, um, clutch. And I'm trying to daily a freaking MSD ignition, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, the freaking, the the, the ballast burns out on you. And you're like, what the hell? How come it didn't last me 100,000 miles? You know what I mean? So stuff like that. And, 
And I would sit there with my car that had this reputation, but shit, it was down every six months. It was broke down. Yeah. And then I would see the guys driving around these clean cars. And at first I was like, oh, they don't have no street credit. Screw those dudes, those yeah. pussies. You know what I mean? Yeah, like that was yeah. my mentality. And, and, uh, you know, and then when my car was down, I'd be sitting there in the front yard watching him pass by. <laughs> I was like, man, that's not such a bad idea after all. You know yeah. what I mean? So, yeah, it was, it was learning. You so you, you blew the motor in that. And then let's let's fast forward to when you got the uh, the eighth gen. Okay. So um, uh, after blowing the motor, I, I had a sour taste in my mouth for, for the street racing and blowing the cars. And it was just a huge waste of money. And then, then you start reflecting of what you could have done with that money. I could have bought a house. Yeah. And um, so uh, the new the new eighth gen came out. And first of all, it was the it was the flyers, the the brochures that came out, and I was going around work and hey, what do you think of this? Look at this! And I'm like, oh, it's ugly, it's ugly. I'm like, no. You motherfuckers don't even know. This is bad. <laughs> so I put my hand on the tires and make it look like it was lowered. I was like, oh, this thing would look sick, slammed, <laughs> yeah. you know. And uh, so I went and put like thirty five hundred down as a as a down payment on it, um, like nine months before the release of the car, and and you know I'd be at work and every day I'd be like waiting for them to call me and. So finally they, they, uh, they called and I don't even think I had a cell phone back then. Or I did. I had a big old freaking Motorola. Gotcha. Um, and, uh, and one day they called and they said the, the car's here and just pulled up on the truck. And I was like, don't take it off the truck. Leave the pa- leave the plastic on there. I'll be there in 30 minutes. So I remember I left work and I hauled ass over there and I took my parents with me Yeah. and, uh, hauled ass over there and, and they had the car. I was like, Oh my God. And my parents drove the car back or one, their car back and I yeah, drove yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. civic back and, and, uh, Oh man, brother, that was, that was, yeah, that was life. Do you still have that car? I still have it. Damn. I still have it. I still have it. I mean, it's parked and it's all full of dust. And what's the reasoning for that? Um, you know, I was so meticulous about that car, and uh, you know, I, I polished it all the time and waxed it all the time. And and um, you know, Honda had that big old um, recall because of the paint. Mm-hmm. The paint was cracking, and you'd see spider web cracking on it and everything else. And they were only enforcing that with the black and the blue cars. And the white cars, they, they had no warranty over it. And I was like, well, look, it's doing the same thing yeah. than these cars. And they're like, oh, well, we'll take pictures. We'll send it to corporate. And that never went nowhere, right? So um, the back of the windshield, um, there's that little piece that's like a little gutter between the windshield and the roof of the of the car yeah right then the paint started peeling off and that irked me to the point where i didn't want to drive it i didn't want to drive it just because of that and and people were like jimmy you can't even see it i can see it Uh, and i stopped driving it because of that and you know and then that's when you know we started having the canopies for shows and everything else and it was just i couldn't take both anyways so i was just taking the tahoe out with you know all the merchandise and stuff like that so it just and it got you know just sat there but um this coming week uh, Mario Garcia, he's a, he's my chapter lead out of Bakersfield. He's going to tow the car back to his shop because he does custom carbon fiber. So the car is going to get revamped. Nice. Yeah. Hell we're, yeah, we're dude. Gonna, we're gonna it's been a stuff. minute, bro. Yeah, I haven't seen that while. car out in a while. It's been a while. It's been Look good, though. Oh, thank I you, I remember. Brother. I appreciate that. It was rose gold. Yeah, right? it's rose copper. Rose gold accents? Copper? Copper, Okay, yeah. copper accents. Yeah, I had it all. I had a lot of the, the stuff on there copper plated and I drive around town with the hood off and the supercharger and everything yeah. just showing and 
And I only got pulled over twice. And the only two reasons I got pulled over was the cop was telling me, dude, this is a badass car. Like I was on the side of this car and I went behind it and I was like, they were like, dude, this car is fucking flawless. And I was like, thanks. And yeah, so yeah, good memories in that. But I mean, it's going to come back. It's going to come back. And I think, I think, I think people needed a break from that car. So when I do come back out with it, it's going to be like, I feel like that sometimes too, because uh, the heavy in the street CG, like I was going to part it up. I'm going to keep it now. Yeah. Right hand drive, I haven't really done anything with it, dude. And it's just like I have other things that I'm focusing on besides the cars. Like I don't want to just keep putting it in people's face, yeah, because then they're just gonna get tired, burned out with it. Yeah. So when I I bring the cars back out, do Mm -hmm. some little changes or whatever, it'll be something new. Yeah. Plus every year we gain uh more of a following. Yes. So people maybe they'd never even seen those cars before, you know. So it's dope, dude. It's like a legacy. It's just like um like tanks car. Like the like the tank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, dude. That, Mike G. Yeah, like I seen like I see I ran into him was it Oh, what show was it? I think it was Brandon. I went to the Brandon show and I was walking by and he's all Jimmy and I look, I was like, Oh dude, like, oh my god, this car. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's yeah, like an yeah. icon, you yeah. know what I mean? And that car was built years ago, you know what I mean? And it's still flawless, you know what I mean? And, yeah. And that's you know I think it lives in a bubble, dude. Yes. It's meticulously <laughs> yeah. I, I could super clean, man. Yes. And I, I could not you know, I couldn't even fathom how, how he could do that. And he's like, Oh, I got I'm a little O C D. You know, I'm a little O C D, so every time we take it back from the show, I pull the wheels off of it and just start cleaning it all up. And I was like, Jeez, like yeah, yeah, it looks like it lives in a bubble, you know. Yeah, it's, it's cool. hell yeah. Shout out to Mike G, man. That's hell what's yeah. up. Okay, everybody, we're gonna take a quick break for our sponsors, and we'll be back in one minute. Yo, what's up, fool? Make sure you check out Downstar for all of your dress-up needs. Get it popping over here. We have all the kits for the K series, the B series, the transmission, the mounts, the engine, the Toro baby. We have the hardware for the seats, for the stereo. We got it for the speakers. We got it for the lug nuts. We got it for the air valves. We got it for everything, dog. So you make sure you hit us up at downstarring.com or you call us up, fool. You can even text us, lame, 818-937-3472. Just shoot us a text and tell us what's up, dog. I need some fucking balls in this bitch hit us up downstarring.com hey and if you got an instagram slide in our fucking dm at downstar wait hit up the homie frank underscore downstar he's the one that takes care of all the dms hit that level up and shoot him a message and he'll get you all taken care of real nicely so let's get to the point where you decided to start Envious. What was your train of thought there, and what was the uh, the earliest steps that you did to start the, the club? I really, I, I I never I never had it in my head to start a car club um, again. You know, when I was detailing uh, this this guy Fernando out of Bakersfield, you know, he wanted his car you know polished and and cleaned up, and he had a he had a Civic, he had an eighth gen two, just like mine, FG two. And uh, he brought the car over and and I polished it and got it all cleaned up. And then he came back to pick it up and my car was there and his car was there in the driveway. And he's like, oh my God, bro, look at the paint. That is so, so beautiful. Look at, bro, and then your car, look how clean they are. You know, and I had, I just had the HFP kit on it, you know, the HFP wheels. Yeah. And our cars were basically stock. You know, he had, uh, I think he, 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 he got his original wheels and he put that, what's that? Plasti dip, dip. yeah. Yeah. Plasti dip, the dipped them white, and he had it lowered, and you know, so 
when he was, you know, we we're sitting there, you know, looking at the cars, he was like, dude, we should start a car club, man. He goes, I used to be a car club, you know, this is that. And I was a part of it. And, you know, uh, we called it kamikaze, but it died out and we should use that name again. And I was like, yeah, I think you throw a rock in the sky. It's going to land on a kamikaze. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I was like, I don't think we should name it kamikaze. Man. <laughs> I was like, I was like, well, you know, I go, if, uh, you know, I go, I know of a cool name. I said, I know of a cool name, but it would be cool. You know, this is that. And he's like, what do you think? And I was like, how about envy us? And then he's all envy us. I was like, yeah, like envy us. Like, you know, with all the trolls and everybody, you know, and that was when eighth gen, you know, that was when eighth gen was popping that forum and it was just trolls and, and other forums. I won't even mention, they don't even deserve to be mentioned. Yeah. They're just, they're, they're, it's like a, it's like a, a swamp of trolls. And yeah. So that's why I was like, you know, let's do that for these guys, you know, envy us, you know, we're going to, we're going to take the positive path and, you know, we won't street race. And it was funny because that just, that just sparked me up like in one second i had all these ideas that that quick you know about hmm. a car club and uh so um you know he we got you know exchanged numbers or whatever and then he um the following weekend i said hey they're gonna have an eighth gen meet in fresno let's let's mob out there and uh, he's i'm down i'm down and my nephew at the time oh i'm still my nephew but at the time he had an rsx really clean white one and I told him, I said, let's roll out to Fresno. And so my other nephew, so those probably like five of us, we rolled out to Fresno to this eighth gen meet. Mm -hmm. and, and I thought it was going to be crazy packed because, I mean, you see all these hundreds of thousands of people on these forums. So I thought it was going to be crazy packed. So we rolled out there to Fresno. And um, when we when we pulled up to the park, those two guys standing there with their hands in their pocket. And I was like, hey, where's the eighth gen meet? You're here. We're it. <laughs> Oh, this is it. Where's I go. The rest of the trolls. <laughs> I said, "Yeah, are they in the trash cans? <laughs> Where are they at?" Holy so I was like, shit. "Are you kidding? This is it?" And he's all, "Mm hmm." <laughs> I was like, "Shit!" I go, "Well, let's bounce, man. Let's go grab something to eat. I'm hungry. So let's go. All you yeah. guys, roll with us, yeah. you two. So, <laughs> so we went Eighth gen for a meet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we went to this place to go eat pizza and. When we're getting out of the car, Fernando's all, hey, dude, let's hit this guy up. Ariel, let's hit him up, see if he wants to join. He had a FA5 slammed all clean as fuck. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and you know, that's when, you know, those those uh, visors for the, the side windows. Yeah, 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 everything. yeah, yeah. He had all that. And it was just like, damn, he had the he had the red emblems and all this stuff. Like, oh, man, this car's clean. Yeah. So we talked to him and we're like, Hey, check this out. We're going to start a car club. You know, we're going to call it NVS and it's going to be different. You know, we're going to, we want, you know, really clean cars and, you know, we're going to focus on, on, you know, on companies and we're going to focus on events and we're, we're going to be different than everybody Hell else. Yeah, dude. And, um, and he was like, I'm down. I go, are you, sh are you serious? Is that, that to, to me, it was like asking a girl on a date, like, yeah. are you down? And I'm down. Like, holy <laughs> shit. Is she down? Yeah, right. Down. <laughs> So he was down. So, you know, so then we had, uh, you know, it was me and Fernando, Ariel, and then my nephew, uh, Matthew. And then uh, his friend started coming around and uh, um, his friend Paul. So it was the five of us. And that was the original first five founders of Team Envious. Nice. Yeah. So um, we would roll everywhere together together my lord he wanted there was somebody wanted a jumbo jack there goes all five of us jumping in the car to go get a jumbo jack somebody wanted this you know so we'd all mob everywhere and we just and it was like we were breaking necks everywhere we went and and you know so 
Um, At we, this time, did you guys have banners? No, we okay, didn't. Gotcha. We we rolled probably shoot probably like three months with no banners and gotcha. Um, and then one day Fernando showed up and he's like, "Hey," he goes, "I got you know I got these banners made and this this that." I should have put two and two together because Fernando was a huge fucking ESPN fan. Like all he did all day is watch ESPN. And when he brought these banners out, it looked like the ESPN logo. It was the ESPN. So if you guys go back and you look at the original logo, laugh, because that is the ESPN logo that we just converted into envious. Yeah. So we ran with that for a little bit. And then I I was like, I, and that's why I told the guys, I said, you know, I don't want to be disrespectful or anything, but I don't like it. It looks, it looks like a, it looks like, it looks like it came out of Farmersville. It looks like it came out like a small city, you know, and image is everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? We need a, we need a, a more professional looking, you know, logo. And, uh, so my nephew, uh, got with, uh, Mike lamb and, uh, he's this it guy and they got together and, and, uh, I was outside mowing my yard and they're in the house on the computer and then they come out. What do you think of this? I was like, that looks cool, but do this. And I kept mowing the yard. They come out. What do you think about this? That looks good, but underneath here, put we support those who support us in that bar underneath. And then the collegiate letters, put it lower. Let's put, let's put the crown in the center. Let's put five dots. That's going to represent the five founders. So those those some thought that went into the logo. Cool, man. Hell yeah. yeah and then, yeah, so we, we went from there. And that was 2011. That was 2011. That was October 2011. And, uh. Uh, around town, more and more people started like like joining us, and it was funny because I mean we would all mob together, and then like four or five people would just like follow us. Mm-hmm. So you'd have these imports following us, and we didn't even know who they were, and we'd meet them and talk to them, and you know, and then we started you know discussing you know how we were going to structure it. You know, we didn't want a president per se; we wanted the five founders as like the original council. You know, gotcha. so when you know the bigger we go and. So it, it started growing in Central California between Fresno, Bakersfield, and Visalia. It started growing immensely, and then uh, we we opened up a chapter in Modesto, and then Long Beach, and then um, I think Texas. Yeah, Texas was the first out of state, and then we had Texas, and then Virginia. So and and we were growing, and I still did not want chapters. I I felt di- chapters was going to be a division. Gotcha. I, did, I didn't want any division. I didn't want you know. I wanted peace and harmony. You know what I mean? And um. Uh, so the bigger we got, I, I had to realize there had to be, there has to be more structure to this. And the more I grabbed the bull by the horns, the more, the more the respect aspect started, you know, reflecting on me and, and, you know, people were like, you know, you should be the president, you should be this and you should be that. And mm-hmm. you're the one doing all the work and you're the CEO. And like, and, and that whole CEO thing, I didn't label myself CEO. You know, that's what, that's what the guys started like, Oh, envious CEO, you're the CEO of envious, gotcha. you know? And, and, uh, you know, the, the more, the, the, the more popularity the team got, and by the way, we had a 15 year old photographer for the first year. So yeah. all those images that went out, a 15 year old did it. Nice. Yes. He's badass. So, um, you know, and, and the, you know, the more, the more popular the team got and the, um, the more, I don't know, I guess the more popularity I got it put a bitter taste in some of the original founders' mouth. Ah, you know what I mean? And those It's just bound to happen. Yeah, dude. it's bound to happen. That's why, you know, now when I school car clubs, and I mean, and it's a trip, man, because I'll have somebody come up to me, and they have like 150 members, and they're asking me for advice, and I tell them, this is going to work, and this is not going to work. Yeah. I don't care if you've already done it for two years and it's worked. It's not going to work. It's, mm-hmm. it's going to fall apart. You have to have somebody, you know, there has to be leverage. There has to be this. There's a lot of things that go along with it, you know, and 
Um, yeah. So, you know, I, you know, I learned a lot of things the hard way, you know, and that's why I, I posted that a couple of days ago, you know, those who you thought will be there during the success, you know, the road to success, you'll find won't, yeah. they, they won't be there. And then the least people you think will be there will, will pop up and they will support you because they have a different mentality as these other guys that left you. Yeah. They want success. They want to bring, you know, and, uh, you know, so it works out that way. Yeah, I definitely feel that, dude, because in early in my career, I thought that I would be surrounded by a lot of different people that I am yeah. now, you know. Yeah. And usually the only people that I surround myself with now are people that have the same the same kind of vision and the same dreams and aspirations, yeah. you know, not not the exact same, but wanting more yeah. out of their life than just whatever's provided to them, yes. you know, so it, it just naturally happens like that. Do you'll gravitate towards the people that are more, more like you? Yeah. And you know, when, you know, I wrote this down at work and it's funny because, you know, I was listening to your, your podcast, uh, with Jason and, mm -hmm. you know, you guys were talking about, you know, the, it gets the lonelier at the top, you know, the, yeah. the, the, you know, and, and po a lot of people can't, they can't relate to that because when you have all your friends around you and there's, you know, there's no reason for anybody to be envious or jealous of you or anything else. Yeah. Everything's peaches and herb, you know, yeah, everything's good. But you know, when, when you start, when you start, when, when success is hovering over you and other people see it, you know, you have all these different people that come 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 to you with intentions. Either they're bad or they're pure and they're good. You know, and you 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 get into this road, bright eyed, bushy tail, excited. You you want to tell everybody everything that's going on with you and all your next moves, and you're just excited. And you think and you you feel like they're going to be excited with you, and when they're not, it it dampens your spirit. But you have to keep going forward. Okay, and you're going to have people that that are going to smile to you in front of your face and they're going to say this behind your back and it's going to come full circle and you're going to start hearing all the things that people are saying. So you start distancing yourself. And at first you have a hundred friends, but now you are distancing yourself from these five. And then now you're distancing yourself from these three. But the longer you go, you have to start distancing yourself from certain people because their intentions aren't what you thought. And, you know, and, and some people you, 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 they drain the energy out of you. They'll drain your fire and you and you can't, you just have to shake yourself off and get away from them. And that's why, you know, by the time you know it, it gets lonelier and lonelier and lonelier. And you've been burned or humiliated or backstabbed by all these different people. And, and you know, you got rid of them in your life, but you see other people coming into your life with those same characteristics. Mm -hmm. it, you, you, you don't have nothing against them because they personally didn't do nothing, but their characteristics, their traits, you know what their potential is. Yeah. You know what they can do. So you keep them at arm's length. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you know, that's, that's a kind of a little insight, you know, of, of the, you know, it gets lonely at the top, you know, and you know, my mom always told me, you know, you can have a thousand acquaintances, but with one hand you can count your true friends. And it's true. Yeah. You know, I can go into a, I can I can walk down the line at Weekfest San Jose and everybody Jimmy Jimmy hugging everybody, their acquaintances. Yeah, you know what I mean. I have love for them. Shout out, yeah, yeah, you know. But can I call you if I'm homeless and can I stay with you for two months? You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? So there's a difference. Yeah, no, definitely feel you on that one, dude. And I, the more you, the more you grow, the more you realize that others that you want to grow with you 
aren't going to yeah you know it's just like we were talking about before the podcast like everyone has their own path yeah. in life and what they want to do what they want to create yeah. and you just have to align yourself with people who have the same ideas and aspirations that you do yeah and if people don't like you know no no hate to them yeah. but it's nothing that i can really spend my time worrying yes. about yeah you know? just let these people do their own thing i i've I know there's a lot of people that I used to hang out with that I don't hang out with anymore. It's just because I have different things that yeah. I want to do. Yeah. You know, and it's not saying that you're better than them or they're better than you or any, it's just, you know, you're, you know, it, it you know, it, 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 it takes a lot of energy out of us. What we do, it does. It drains a lot of energy out of us. And, and, and this is the, this is the easiest way I can explain this. It's, it's just like, if, if you have like my kids toys and this is where I got this. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Like my kids toys, you know, you're, you're going to, if you put four charged double a batteries in there, this toy is going to freaking go for a week or two weeks. If you put one dead battery and three charged ones in there, it's going to die within a month. I mean, not but within a day or two, it's yeah. going to drain that one drain battery is going to drain the rest of them. And you know, when, when you're striving for, for something better, you know, those people, that's why I said earlier, they can drain you. And, and, and to me, iron sharpens iron, iron sharpens iron. And, um, bless you. Thank you. And, uh, you know, that's why when, whenever I'm around you or, um, I'm around other people who are, who are successful, I get my charge, you know, I get my charge yeah, and, fuck yeah. and then I can go inspire other people, you know what I mean? And, and that's what we do, man. That's what we do. And we've done it many a times. Pause, dude. We've had we've had many uh, many adventures together, dude. Oh, yeah. One of the last being uh, when we went to Mexico about this time last year, mm-hmm. right? What yeah. when was it? Was it November? This, it was was November. it November? Yeah, it was November. Um, when we went to what was it? Imports Face Off in uh, Mexicali, wasn't it? Mm, imports. imports War. Yeah, Imports War. Excuse wars. me, Imports yeah, Im- War. Imports War. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yes. Imports War. In Mexicali. That was an experience. Yeah, it was, dude. We fucking grub. That whole trip, I think that's all we did. It was just eight. We woke up. You hungry? Yeah. We go out over here. Go to the candy shop. You hungry? Yeah. All right. Let's go over here. Like that's and their food is bomb. Oh man. yeah, that man. Shout out to Kekachus. Kekachus. Ke- yeah. He uh he was in charge of us, bro. We didn't know what the hell was going on, but as long as he he was good, we're like, all right. <laughs> I'd be worried about stuff. He'd be like, boss, don't worry about it. I'm like, don't worry. No, don't worry about it. I'm like, shit. All right. Well, whatever. <laughs> but there was that time when it was the night before the event and we're at the soccer stadium mm-hmm. and it's just you and I just sitting on the bleachers right yeah. there. And it was just, it was one of those moments where you're like, damn, bro, how did we even get here? Yeah. You know? <laughs> Remember I told you, I was like, did you ever think we'd be in the, in Mexicali, Mexico, sitting in a soccer stadium bleacher right now? Did you ever random, think? Random, <laughs> bro. That was so random to me. Oh, But man. it was a good time. You know, uh, the one of the biggest things I remember was that, that Vidia that we had over oh, there. Oh, yeah. Dude, that was so bomb. Yeah, that was man. crazy. That was crazy how they put the meat in there first and then yeah, they come, and with, then the, they come with, yeah, the with the juice. Oh, yeah. man, bro. And was then like, that time that I almost got kidnapped. <laughs> We went to. Uh, <laughs> you were so worried about being kidnapped. Here. We, we went to a little store, and this was right there at the border. Mm-hmm. And um, if you guys aren't familiar with Mexico, usually we're right by the border is where it gets a lot more sketchy. Mm-hmm. So we're at these. Uh, what was it like a piñata store or something? <laughs> that just had mad candy, and yeah. I'm like, "Hey, I'm gonna go next door." Yeah. And I went to the next door, and then I went to the one after that. 
And see, you didn't tell us you were going to go next door. You said, hey, BB, I'm going to go outside real quick. Oh, and I was shit. like, okay. My so <laughs> I thought you were going to go outside and get some fresh air and talk to Ashley on the phone. So we get all of our stuff and we walk and I look around and I said, where's Frank? And everybody's like, oh, no, let's go in the car. Maybe he's going to, you know, he'll, he'll come to the car and, you know, in the Tahoe. So everybody gets in there and we're sitting there and I was like, no, nah, man, this isn't right. He's not nowhere around here. So I tried calling you and your phone. I think your phone just kept going to voicemail. And I was yeah, because like, I wasn't on the service. So I was, I was like, only on oh, Wi-Fi. Oh, yeah. See, and I was like, what the hell? So I told uh, I told one of the guys, I said, you go into this shop and I'm going to go into this shop. Let's go in there looking for him. So we went into the shops across the street. We're looking around. And the only thing I could think of is, oh, shit. How am I going to tell Ashley that we lost fucking Frank <laughs> in Mexico? What the fuck? I'm stressing, man. And I'm like, and I go back to the Tahoe. I said, did he come back yet? Have you guys seen him? He's like, no, no. Have you tried calling him? I said, this voice is going straight to voicemail his phone. And then you come out all happy with bags. I go, bro, where the fuck were you, dude? Like, we're sitting <laughs> I had the worst. I was thinking you were standing outside getting fresh air, and a jeep pulled up and freaking grabbed you. And I could all hear, I could hear you already because you're saying, "Dude, I'm only a buck twenty, and these guys will take me." I'm like, <laughs> Ash did not want me to go. She did not. When I know. it was like maybe a week or two before that, um, I agreed to go, and I told her, and said, all right, everything's cool. But once it started getting closer, yeah. I think it started setting in on. Yeah. Me. I was like, babe chill it's, yeah. it's gonna be all right but i didn't know myself i didn't know it was gonna be all right you know i kept telling you remember and then the year before you're like no no it was like two years that yeah, i denied it yeah and i said i said frank you have to go out there bro you have to see these people man it's so cool and you're like okay and then finally you gave the the you you told them you're like okay next year i'll go and I was like, okay, he said that. He said next year he go. So I went and told everybody. I told the staff, the coordinator. I told all these guys. And he, I even went on the Mexican news, bro. They had they had me on the Mexican news. They had a panel and everything, and they had the media there, and they're talking about the event. And I was yeah. like, yeah, you know, next year, you know, Frank Downstar will be here, and, and Pastor JDM said they'll come out, and you know, every year's getting bigger and bigger. And then, so I remember hitting you up, and I was like, hey, BB, and you're like, I don't know. I was like, bro, you. You told everybody next year you know i told everybody you're all fuck <laughs> when you said that i was like fuck i gotta fucking do yeah. it because i did yeah. i said it i remember yeah. i said it and i told ash that i said it you know yeah. but it was a really good time Bro, the the people out there are so beautiful and, and you know um, you know, you hear all these crazy stories and everything else, you know, and, and when, when, when I went out there the first couple of times, I was scared too, you know, and, and they told me, they're like, you know, we get scared talking, you know, we'd look at, you know, East LA and Watts and Compton and Oakland. Those are scary. You know, like that's scary to us. And I'm yeah. like, are you kidding? Like, you know, like, so it's just, you know, you, you're, you fear what you don't know. You know what I mean? And, but yeah, I think it's just about how you carry yourself too. You know, when I was over there, I knew that this isn't my home. Yeah. So I wasn't going to disrespect it yeah. in any sort of way. Yeah. And um, but we ended up having a great time. A great time. Uh, I was on space on stage speaking Spanish. <laughs> I said, "Estás muy, estás muy excited." <laughs> Yeah, that's and everybody's watching. Everybody's watching. You know, it was really cool, man. Um, what, 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 
Oh, and then we got to meet uh, Border Brothers, that Border Brothers car club. Remember mm-hmm. the Border yeah, Brothers? Yeah, those dudes Sh- were yeah. deep. Shout out to Border Brothers. Shout out to yeah. them, man, because they yeah. kind of scared me, dude. They were like real <laughs> gang-ass <laughs> car club. And I was like, oh, shit. You can tell, yeah, bro. Yeah, they're the but real deal. It was cool, man. The, yeah. It was cool how they were together like a family, yeah. and there was just a lot of them. And yeah. They showed you guys love, and it was just nothing yeah. but love over there. And yeah. too, Envious was deep yeah. over there, dude. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, I got I got a lot of love and respect out of you know our guys and and the people of Mexico and and I, I that's why I'm excited to see other countries you know I want to you know we have we have uh, you and I you know we do have a following in other countries you know and, and for them to see you and and to meet you you know they're they're mind blown like you when you and I were walking around you know you you can hear people like oh that downstairs. You know what I mean? And yeah, man. And it's like, and that's why I told you, I was like, bro, like let's walk outside the line, you know, like all those cars that come in, let's just walk out there and be cool, you know, and, and meet everybody as they come in, you know? And it's, that's like, you know, it, it, it's something that I kind of don't like, Mm -hmm. you know, I would like people to, to recognize me and recognize the brand and feel comfortable to come up and have a conversation, but it's yeah. where, where it's more of like the starstruck kind of thing. I'm like, nah, dude, yeah. because I'm just, I want people to know that my, my biggest thing is to let people know that I'm just, just like you. Yeah. And if you admire the position that I'm at, you can be at the same position too. Or higher. Yeah. And I'm going to, yeah, or yeah. higher. And I'm going to give you guys the blueprint of yeah. how I got here. Yeah. I'd never been the person that wanted somebody to think that I was better yeah. than them, yeah. you know? And sometimes it, it does feel like that. And I get it because maybe if somebody's from a different part of the country or different part of the world yeah. and they only see us online and see the people we associate and things like that, they probably have a different idea of, of who we are and, you know how we should be yeah. treated yeah. but whenever i see somebody dude i always want to ask them more questions and they want to ask me i want to get <laughs> yeah. to know yeah. them you know yeah. and get to make to them feel special yeah. like i don't want to feel special yeah. i want people to feel special yeah. you know so sometimes it puts me in like a, a awkward yeah. situation but i've figured ways to to actually maneuver around that yeah. rather than make them feel uncomfortable yeah. you know sometimes i'll do it and i'll just talk to them, hey what's up and i'll just ask them questions i'll say hey you got a picture of your car let me check it out yeah. you know because yeah. those are the relationships that last a long yeah. time dude talking about planting seeds you plant a seed in that so anytime downstar ever comes up these poop people have the highest to talk about you yeah not because they just met you oh i signed this or whatever it's just like yo this dude was cool he was asking about my family he gave my kids stickers and things like that That, you know and that is what it's about you know that because you were you 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 were new to this at one time you know you you seen how everybody was acting when you first got Mm -hmm. into this and either they're acting bad or or good and, and you know how not to treat people and you you know you you know, and it's that that's kind of why my thing is like going down the line, like when people are trying to get into a show or if I ever go and I want to introduce myself to people out there in the line, because I remember how it felt, you know, going to these big shows and, and you feel like a little fish in a big pond mm-hmm. and, you know, and it can be intimidating sometimes. So that's why I like to go out there and be like, hey, what's up, man? You know, dope ass shirt or whatever, whatever. And go in there, have a good time, you guys. And then that loosens them up and they feel a little yeah. bit more better about going, you know, and 
you know, I, I've been there, done it. You know? And that's one reason I like to hang out with you at events and things like that, because we have like the same energy, you yeah. know. So when we speak to somebody, it's like we're not waiting to get bigged up. We're like bigging up yeah. them. Oh, yeah. good job with yeah. your car or yeah. whatever to make them feel special. Yeah. You know, because, you know, you, you know, this is how I look at things, because let's say tomorrow Envious is gone. You know what I mean? And I'm I'm at an event and you know, how are they gonna look at me? Oh, there's that, that cocky asshole that was exactly. you know, that ran that car club. Look at him now. You know what I mean? You know, that then you know, so you know, pride comes before the fall. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I always you know, I always wanna keep myself humble and grounded and and that's how come I like to hang out with people like with the same mentality, you know, because you got those, you know, showboaters or whatever and, and they come and go. Yeah. They're like a firework, you know, they're like a firework, you know, you see them and they're, you know, they're going up and you see them on their journey and then they explode. Boom. And everybody's watching them. Everybody's talking about them and then they disappear. And the next year, nobody knows who they are. Damn. That is like the you know? dopest way I've ever heard it <laughs> explained before, you know I mean? bro. So, you know, and wow. Then, and then you have, you know, then you have, you know, other people in the industry where they're just like the street lamp, you know, they're there, they're consistent and they're shining light on anybody else who wants to come around them, you know, and that's, you know, that's, I'd rather be that and hang around people who do that than, than anything else. Yeah. And you do it, man. Um, I see the way that your members speak about you and it's like, it's very high, man. They have so much respect for you and everybody that, that, that is part of the team do they, they call it a family. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's, you know, we, we start from upper leadership all the way down. You know, we, we lead, we lead with love, compassion, and understanding, you know, um, you know, on the outside looking in, yeah, envious car club, all the yeah, nice car, whatever. But as, as the president, I've, I've been in situations where it's, it's, it's real, it, you know, thing it's, this is real. I've, I've spoken to members, wives where, you know, she, you know, they would tell me that, you know, their, their husband was suicidal. They would come home from work every day, scared that they would find their husband dead. Oh, and shit. ever since they started team envious, now they have something to look forward to. Now they have hope. Now they're, now they're active. Now they have members coming to their houses for barbecue. It just changed their life. I've also, you know, twice I've been to, to, um, car washes and funerals where, you know, the moms were like, Jimmy, you know, my kid wanted to get into envious so bad. They were prospects. And, you know, you know, so I, there, we, it's a bigger impact than just, oh, I don't like you no more, get out of the team, or, mm-hmm. you know, you don't like me, we don't see, you know, the same views, F you, you know, there's, there's a lot more behind it because, you know, these, these members, their families are proud that they're a part of a worldwide car club, you know, their friends are proud. And, and when they're no longer a part of it, everybody's, well, what happened? Well, what happened? You know what I mean? So there's a lot of thought that goes into, you know, um, the way we structure and the way we act and the way we are with, with our members and, and it's a family, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Now, since the popularity of envious since 2011, uh, I've noticed a lot of other car clubs coming up with kind Mm -hmm. of the, uh, the same, (laughs) the the same, uh, structure as envious yet, like speaking down on envious. Um, you know, you, Okay, there's there's car clubs that that there's 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 quite a few car clubs that I have helped design their logo. I have helped make their shirts. You know what I mean? And and you know we're not stingy about nothing. And you know and there's other car clubs where you know members have left the team to start their own team. 
and you know they they come out like the firework mm-hmm. they come out and boom and everybody's looking and everything else and um you know i i we don't we don't bash them we don't talk about them online we don't put them down or whatever even even if they do that to us you know my members know you know we don't you know we don't entertain that just let it go and you know how can how can you down talk us and and say so much negative when you're trying to do the same exact thing we're doing yeah you know what i mean and there have been quite a few that get in it they they do it for the wrong reasons and what they'll do is they want to start this big car club and they want to start this movement quote unquote, but they, but what they're actually chasing is they're trying to chase that same respect that I get in the industry. That's what they're, that's their ultimate goal. And that's for the wrong reason. Yeah. You know, I got into this not to get glorified or popular or anything else. We did this out of fun and then it became serious. You know what I mean? And so we had to structure it as, you know, as so, but, um, you know, when they're doing it for the wrong reasons, you, you, it, you know, it's easy to recruit it. That, that's the easiest thing. I can go to any huge meet and have 50 banners and say, Hey, who wants a banner of envious? Oh, I, I'd get a line. It's easy to recruit. What's hard is to maintain it. That's what's hard. What's hard is to maintain it and, and continue to give everybody in that, in that organization or that car club, a sense of belonging. That's what's hard. Yeah. You know, and then you got some of these guys where they'll recruit a lot of my members promising them, Hey, you know, you leave that chapter. I'll leave you a state. We'll make you a state lead of this new car club. You know, this and this and that. And we're a bunch of members that are ex members and blah, blah, blah. Well, now you're now everybody has opinions on how they should run. And there's a lot of conflict where envious is already organized. You're already, you're already, we're already structured. So you, you put these people with all these different ideas and these different attitudes and these different, and what you have to learn is if they left envious for this promise, they will leave you for another promise. Oh yeah. So, you know, I've seen it where they grow real quick and then overnight I'm hearing they're losing members everywhere, Mm. you know? And, and, you know, not even, not even to toot my own horn, but I've, I've even given some of them advice <laughs> on how to keep it. That's an OG shit, bro. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. I've even kept, gave them advice like, you know, don't do this, don't do that. Cause you'll, you'll lose it and they don't listen and they lose it. And then they're coming back. Okay. Now I'm going to listen to every word you say. You know what <laughs> I mean? Yeah. So, you know, it is what it is. Now, as far as the structure of envious, what is it from the, um, the most beginner level all the way to the highest, um, level that you have in envious? Okay. So, um, uh, okay, so let's say we have a, a, a chapter. Okay, so we have a chapter, let's say Los Angeles chapter. Um, we have recruits, and recruit is somebody who's interested. They're coming around. They're you know every you know everywhere you know the chapter is going. They show up, and once the chapter sees dedication from them, they're going to bring them in as a prospect. So when you're a prospect member you're on the chats, you're, you're, you're in the, you're in the loop of the chapter. You just don't have no say, you don't have no voice. So when the chapter is going to vote on something, nine out of 10, it's just going to be the members and the, and the prospects don't really have a voice. Um, the minimum time to be a prospect is three months. And we've had, we've had prospects up to two years trying to get in. Um, so after you wait the three months, your car, your, your, your build has to be to a certain level. Um, 
and you can you can work on that level as a prospect. You know, your card doesn't have to be, you know, magazine status to come in as a prospect. You're you can have a clean daily and be a prospect, but they want to see progression. They want to see you working on it. And and what I tell a lot of people is the prospect stage is is 70% the person, 30% the car. Mm. Okay? And we don't want to mix oil and water because it's not going to mix. You're just, you're just you're just setting yourself up. So we have the prospect uh, uh, stage, and then from there you you you're a member, and once you're a member of a chapter, now you get the banner, you get you know you're you're with everybody else, you you have a voice and you vote and whatever, um, and then in the structure of that chapter you have a recruiter. The recruiter's job is you know says it for itself, recruit, mm-hmm. and then you have a sergeant at arms, and then you have the chapter lead. The sergeant at arms is the backup to the chapter lead. So the sergeant at arms, let's say um, the chapter lead's gonna, you know, go to Japan for two months on duty, you know, for the military. Gotcha. And then the sergeant at arms is gonna step up and run that chapter while he's gone. Then we have a state lead. Every state has a state lead. Um, the state lead is there to mediate if there's an issue between members and the chapter lead or whatever. If it's out of the control of the chapter lead's hand and they contact the state lead, the state lead's going to come in to mediate. Um, the, the chapter lead and the state lead do not have the authority to drop a member. Mm-hmm. That's why it's crucial for the chapter lead to, to make sure who they're bringing in. Because if you bring in somebody who's going to be a pain in the ass of that chapter, now you're gonna have to go through all the process to get them out, and you know, so that's why they're they're very picky of who they bring in. Yeah. So the state lead, you know, that's the state lead's job. Every state has that, and then we have five regionals in the U.S. and they're all over the place. North North uh, North Carolina, Wyoming. We have five regionals that they're spread out, and we divide the states up underneath them. So if there's an issue going on where the chapter lead is like done with this person or this issue and the state lead goes in, the state lead says, hey, I already went in there twice, try to mediate, try to do this, this is that. These people aren't listening. These members aren't listening. So the regional is going to go in. The regional is going to go in very objective. The regional is going to go in and say, okay, there's three sides to the story. There's one side, there's the other side, and there's a the truth. So my job is to, to, to dissect it and figure out what's going on, come out with the best solution, something that we don't have to drop people yeah and put everybody on the same page so the regional has a lot on their shoulders because we've had regionals make the wrong decision and we lost entire states because Mm. of it so the regionals have you know they have a lot more on their shoulders as far as decision making and everything else so the regionals um they have the authority to drop a member so anytime a regional gets involved there that's when everybody's like oh shit like it's got real you know what Mm. i mean like so um Above our regionals, we have uh, directors of operations. We have two of them. We have one, Tristan Church, out of uh, North Carolina. He's the owner of Stage Motorsports. And then we have um, uh, Ryan Kelly out of New Mexico. He's he's uh, he's my pit bull. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ryan's my pit bull, man. We have issues, and I call Ryan, man. He's my pit bull. Yeah. So Ryan and and Tristan, they're there to guide the the regionals. And if there's something that's that's really above a regional's head, those two will get involved. And um, rarely will they bring it to my attention, but if it's something pretty big, they'll bring it to my attention. And then above them, uh, we have our vice president out of Bakersfield, California, and that's Ledger, and then me. So that's the structure. Oh, and then, sorry about that. I screwed up. So lateral, and and 
I don't even know if we can even say lateral, but we have Rafael Jimenez out of Fresno and he's our international lead. Uh-huh. And he's the one responsible for starting the chapters in Mexico and Malaysia and you know, Saudi Arabia and all over the place, all over the world. So, and those different countries are structured just like the United States, but they have one uh, lead for that country. So they have like one regional lead for, you know, for Panama or El Salvador, you know, or yeah. wherever. And they account to Raphael and then Raphael accounts to me directly. So, you know, he's, 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 he's probably equivalent to like the vice president. Um, and then we have Ariel Asuna. He's one of the original, he was one that the eight gen meet where I was like, what are you guys doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> he's still, he's still, he's, around? Yeah, he's still yeah. around, ride or die, man. So yeah, Ariel's the, one of the original founders too. So that's the structure. That's cool, man. How did you even come up with that way to structure it? Well, um, like I said a little earlier ago, you know, we when we first started it, we wanted it to be like a council. So it's going to be the five of us to do this, this, that. And uh, what's, uh, you know, and, and what was hard about it is it, it got easier for everybody not to get involved with issues and just let Jimmy take care of it. Mm. Okay. And um, I kind of started seeing like, um, like the... Like I don't give a shit attitude. I started seeing that more and more come out of of you know you know a couple of the the the, the original founders, and uh, you know I I let it be. You know I'm I'm not one to you know sit there and be dropping people or whatever. I let people hang themselves. You know so I just step back or whatever. And uh, we were in Southern California. One of our members uh, 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 threw a meet at a Mitsubishi dealership. And so there was a bunch of people from SoCal there and, and we're all hanging out. And, uh, we, when we're all together, I told, you know, the guys from SoCal, I said, you know, we're having issues with, with some of the people, some of the original, you know, members and this, this, that original founders. And, you know, just to give you guys a heads up, I don't think they'll last longer than six months in the team. And, you know, when that happens, we're going to have to think outside the box of what we're going to do. Two hours later, I get a phone call from one of our members in Fresno and he said, Hey boss, are we changing our banners? And I said, no, we're not changing our banners. Why? He said, because they're uh, so-and-so, so-and-so, so-and-so we're out here at a lower standards meet and they're taking their banners off and they're telling the crowd if they want to in, if they want to S and they're throwing the, the decals away. And they told us that they're, we're changing the banners to take our banners off. And I said, you're kidding. Really? Yeah. I said, you're kidding. I said, bro, get the hell out of there. Who's with you? And they're all oh, so and so and so. I said, get the hell out of there. They're dropping, dude. That's what they're doing. So I got off the phone and I told everybody, remember I told you guys in six months, they're over there right now taking their banners off. And nobody could believe it. Everybody's like, are you kidding? Like, dude, these were ride or dies, you know, like these were hardcore. And, you know, yeah. I said, you know, that's what they're doing. So um, it shook me up. It shook me up. I mean, I was like, what are we going to do? Is this the end of it? It's like, is Envious going to fall apart? You know what I mean? Like, it it seriously shook me up. And uh, so on the way home, on the way home, that three-hour drive, I was contacting members from every state. And I said, we're changing things now. You are going to be the new state lead. You are going to be a regional. We're going to spread out the regional. So by the time from LA to Visalia, Mm -hmm. Team Envious was totally restructured by the time I got home. Oh, shit. And then from there, it it flourished even more. It it blew up even more. Yeah. So So if you're 
I'm sure you're going to have people that are going to listen to this that are ex-members and that may not agree with some things that you say. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure you've heard things. So what are some things that you hear people complain about about you and Envious and what would the uh, what what's the disconnect? You know, and and I've said this many many times before. Envious is where we're at because of ex-members and current members. You know what I mean? We're, we are who we are because of those people who are no longer with the team, the work they put in. Yeah. You know what I mean? I couldn't have done this all by myself. There's no way. If God took it all away tomorrow and said, do it again by yourself, <laughs> good luck. Yeah. I couldn't. There's no way. So I, I do give credit where credit is due. Um, the, the, the pattern I see is when people, when people let small things get to them, that that are very petty and it grows mm -hmm. and it grows and then they start just they pick up on every little thing that's bad and they say see 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 mm -hmm. and then they get others to follow and listen and that cancer grows and grows and grows and they either they leave or they get dropped and you know they they can have their opinions you know the one the biggest thing that i've always fought was it's all about the money it's all yeah. about the money it's all about the money and I, I think the reason that some will have that mentality, it's all about the money is because they don't know me on a personal basis and they don't, and they don't know that money really isn't the issue. Yeah. I've, I've, I've hitting you up when I hit rock bottom with no money. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've hit you up where I'm like, bro, I'm against the wall. I'm, I'm broke. I am fucking broke. And people will still say, it's all about the money. It's all about the money. If it was all about the money, I would bring, I would, I would give banners out like they were candy because you're going to make money off that. You're going to make money off new members wanting the banners and wanting shirts. That's a that's a that's a that's a hundred percent guarantee cash flow. But we're not. We don't do that. We're still very selective of who we have. We're very selective of of who can do what, who can't do what, and and a business person would bang their head against the wall like Jim. You have all this opportunity to make money. If it was all about the money. You know what I mean? I can vouch for that because I definitely did tell Jimmy, I was like, dude, you should be doing this. <laughs> yes, yes. You know, but it's... Uh... Yeah, and I've had I've had very, very successful people say, look, this is what you should do. You should you should tell them there's going to be a, a 20 a month dues. Mm -hmm. We'll send you out two free shirts for the 20 a month dues. And, and we can have this, we can get this big old trailer truck. We can put a printing machine on this thing to print shirts and we'll travel all over the U S and we'll make money and we'll do this and we'll do that. I've had that opportunity and I turned it down because now, now it's going to start looking like it's all about the money. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and whenever people sense greed, that's a turnoff. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, you know, and like I said, if you don't know me personally, oh, it's all about the money. It's all about the money. It's like, Jesus Christ, if you guys only knew, you know what I mean? Like, you know, you, 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 you invest $3,500 in all these shirts. And, you know, with $3,500, you go to a show and let's say you make $500 off of the shirts. Yeah. Now $100 has to go back into gas going home, which you spend $100 on gas going there the first place. You see what I'm saying? So it's yeah. like, it doesn't, it doesn't add up. I keep, uh, we do it enough to keep our head above water and it's fun. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, that's why, you know, that's why going forward from this point, you know, I, I would like to hit some some collaborations with some big companies where the money is gonna be real. 
Yeah. You know, and when the money is real, all it's going to do is going to benefit the team because my vision is that big rig, that envious big rig. My vision is driving all over, you know, through Canada, through the United States, through Mexico with this big rig representing hard. And who wouldn't be proud of that? Hell yeah. You know, I remember when, when uh, I was, I was, I wasn't even with Skunk 2. I was just affiliated with Skunk 2. And they would roll in with that Skunk 2 truck at the races and everybody, oh, fuck yeah, all pumped the fuck up. It takes a certain person to have their arms crossed and be like, look at that. It's all about the money. It's all about the fame. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. you're just a little sourpuss, dude. Like, yeah. get out of this industry. You know? Well, you definitely put the work in, man. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to put that foundation work in and then to be able to, to turn it into something. You know, yeah. like even for this podcast, we could be selling ads, but we're not yeah. like we could be selling ads for uh com where you could get all your dress up hardware needs, <laughs> uh, com or you could follow us at downstar. You know, I could be selling uh, yeah. ads like that, <laughs> yeah. but we're not doing that. But uh, <laughs> 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 no, I feel you do. And, and it's yeah. dope, man. I'd love to see where the teams come from and where, where it's going from here. But, um, Absolutely. So for all the uh, the positive things that has happened, there has been some hardships that have gone along with the growth of the yeah. team. I remember one of them that uh, really upset me was the loss of the trailer. Yeah, that time. Yeah, that was a. You know, I think I you, the, the only way I can explain that loss of the trailer it was like it was like an athlete getting a, a getting hit by a baseball bat in the knee. Yeah. And it's like I'm still trying to recover. I mean, you have to understand when they took that that can that tr- that trailer. I had two envious canopies in there. I had 20 totes of merchandise from wow. from every color lanyard, from like five different styles of shirts, from hats, shift knobs, license plate frames. I had all this stuff in that trailer. So when I go to events now, usually I only have like four totes, and that will fill out. That makes it look like we have a lot of stuff. Yeah. When they stole that trailer, I had a lot of stuff. Yeah. You know, that's when we would go to events and we could make $3,400 in one event, like mm-hmm. no problem. You know what I mean? And when they took that trailer, it was just like, damn, you know what I mean? So when was this? Was this up for an Ibach? Yes, it was for Ibach. It was when they had race wars on Saturday and they had Ibach on Sunday. And you want to talk about a humbling. Yeah. Saturday at race wars. I had two canopies. I had eight tables full of merchandise. I had the trailer. I had all this stuff. They stole it that night. And the only thing I had left was a box of license plate frames that I got from uh, Kevin at Top Ups. Um, I went to his house that night. Matter of fact, when we went to his house that night to go get the the license plate frames, that's when we came back and realized that the trailer was gone out of the fucking parking lot in the the hotel. So... I had that and I had my speaker box and, uh, and and I remember just feeling so numb. I felt like it was a dream. I, I remember I was like, I, I thought the wind pushed the trailer to the back of the hotel. Like something <laughs> happened. Yeah. Like, I, like it has to be here. It has to be here. It got impounded. Yes. It has yeah. to be here. There has to be a, a, a you know, so um, I wanted to go home that night. I was like, I'm fucking done. I want to go home. I'm, I can't even, I have to digest this. And then Raphael was like, boss, let's go. Let's go to, let's go to Ibach. Let's just go. We'll sell those license plate frames, boss. Yeah. Let's do this. And I mean, you, you, and I was like, dude, like, fuck that. You know what I mean? Like, I'm done. Like, I'm done. So uh, after about another hour of convincing me that Raphael would convince me and, you know, to go. So I was like, all right, let's go. So we, 
we took the box speaker and we stacked it with license plate frames. And by the morning, it was already like I could say almost fucking viral that everybody like yeah. that everybody posted that that's that trailer got stolen. It was everywhere. And uh, uh, Ryan, uh, Ryan uh, from Hegner from yes yeah. from uh, Ibach was like, hey Jimmy, just go right in, man, just go right in and. And I didn't feel worthy enough just to go right in. You know what I mean? Because usually it's just like, you know, all the guys, you know, go right in with the canopy, whatever. And I was like, we're going to go stand in line with everybody else. So I told Rafa, let's go stand in line, man. So we took the speaker box and we're standing there and the, those are a group in front of me. And they're like, hey, Jimmy, man, I'm sorry about the the trailer, man. I heard about it. This is as I appreciate it, man. And they're like, hey, we'd like to support. Can we buy some of those license plate frames? Are they for members only? I said, no, nah, they're for everybody. And, and so like, like 13 different people in that, like, we're like, well, we'll buy one. We'll buy one. And, and I, I felt, I didn't even felt good about it. I felt like, like, like they're just pitying. Me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was just yeah, out yeah. of pity, you know? And, um, when we got inside the event, we were walking around and people would just come up like, Hey, you know, can I support you by getting a license plate frame? And this is that. And, and then that's when, when we were in there for about two hours, that's when I really started feeling the love from the industry. Like, you know, people were just coming up to me and, and, you know, telling me sorry and, and companies and, you know, if there's anything we can do, you know, let us know you, you know, you did it too. You know, if there's anything, you know, we can do and, and, uh, yeah, you know, and, and, and a lot of people, you know, they, 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 they stood up and, and they, they backed me up, man. And they did get me on my feet. You know, they, people were raising money doing auctions and this and this and that. And you did it, you know, we were, oh, we we're, did that yeah, one. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And we were doing this and auctioning that. And you're, you, you know, you auctioned off some of your prize stuff, you know, for me. And one of one shift. Yes. Man. I remember you know, that. Yeah. And, and you know, that I, like you, you couldn't, I could not even have dreamt that up of how the industry did that. And, uh, yeah, it, it, it did. It got me on my feet to, you know, I was able to get, you know, uh, um, a heat press and this and this and other stuff, you know, to get back on my feet. And that's why I said, I mean, we're, we're still running, but it's just like, you know, you have that little damaged knee, you're still limping a little bit, but you know, I'm, you know, I'll get, I'll get it back. I'll get it back. That's all I have to do is, you know, you know, I'll, I'm going to go back to work and, you know, just do my little hustle on the side and we'll get back there, man. We'll just come out swinging, you know? And, and that's the thing. I always, there's always a light at the end of my tunnel, man. I'm not, I'm never like down and out. Like I give up. I'm just going to do that. No, man, that, you know, God has brought me too far to quit now, man. We're just, you know, and it's going to get bigger and better and, and it's going to be, And you know, I, I said that, you know, six years ago, I said that four years ago and, and every year we're just getting bigger and, you know, and, and, and our, our level is, is you know for instance you know two weeks ago hyundai mm -hmm. usa started sharing one of our members cars on hyundai's instagram they have never had a modified car on their instagram ever oh really yes and and they shared like six or seven posts of his car and that's just a, that's just a that's like a needle in in this in this big old thing like the the team has done so much and we're just it's, it's just there's not there's no stopping us yeah you know when we go to companies and, and we're talking to them about collaborations you look under the hashtag envious we're at 181,000 hashtags nice you know what yeah. i mean like like you know it gets their attention like oh shit okay maybe you guys are the real deal okay yeah. so you know 
we're taking baby steps and there's nothing wrong with that. And, and, and if, if anything, baby steps are the way to go towards success because once you're at that top, you know, every single centimeter of your business, of your company, of your car club, of your, anything that you're trying to, trying to achieve, you know, every aspect of it because you went baby steps and you, you did what you had to do. You know what I mean? Hell yeah, man. You're doing it, Jimmy. And um, a little off topic, guys. Uh, I don't know if you saw, I posted up that we are going to do a, a hotline for the podcast. So we just started the hotline. Oh, shoot. 818. Write it down, guys. 818-937-3470. So if you're listening to this podcast right now, shoot us a text. Oh, wow. And uh, drop your Instagram name and let us know what you think of the podcast. If you have any questions for Jimmy or anything like that. We're going to start doing call-ins That's and um, having people submit questions and stuff like that. So make sure you guys enter it into That's your cool. phone. 818-937-3470. See, it's ideas like that, <laughs> brother. You know what I mean? Like that's what it is. Because I'll be listening to a podcast. Sometimes I'm like, damn, I have this question or just some funny joke to go along with what they're saying. Yeah. You know, and it would be cool if they could just message and, hey, I'm listening to the episode with Jimmy and I remember seeing him at this show oh, or whatever, yeah, you know, cool. and it will be dope yeah. to be able to go over that on the pod. That'd be really but cool. it's just those those new exciting ideas that push you forward and i know that you guys have so many of those man yeah and um i wanted to get into the companies that you work with now and okay. the relationships that you've built with them okay um i, I would like to talk about the skunk too. yeah let's do it let's talk about skunk too um you know like I said earlier, you know, I was watching all the, the videos from the elite members for the skunk Two elite street team. And, you know, you have their certified, uh, the plaques. Badge, yeah. yeah. The plaques <laughs> that they give and everything else. And Oh my God, dude, that stuff's so exciting. And, um, you, you, you know, the way, you know, the, the, the way I started the relationship with skunk Two was trolling on them. <laughs> really? <laughs> I was heated. So they had their, their beta, um, throttle bodies come out and this is when they first came out and they only certain they only sold a certain amount and uh, i bought one of their throttle bodies and uh it was it was throwing off the the air to fuel ratio it was just vroom, vroom, yeah, vroom. Yeah, yeah it was doing all that and uh so i messaged the company and nobody got back to me and um i i sent them a couple emails and nobody got back to me and uh on the eighth gen uh forum I put on there as like, what's the use of having an email when skunk two and I tagged them. I said, when skunk two won't even return this, this, that call, I spent this much money on a throttle buddy that doesn't work. My car has been parked in the garage or in the parking lot for two weeks. I can't get it to run because of this, 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 this. Because when you, when you get their throttle body, you have to send them your OEM. Oh really? Yeah. So back then I sent them my OEM and oh, they got shit. that. Yeah. So I was like, fucked. So when I, when I posted that, um, immediately they, on their account, the skunk two reached out to me and said, Hey, you know, I heard you had this issue, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to send you, I'm going to send you a, a replacement, but first I need you to send us, you know, that throttle body back. I'm going to send you a shipping label and everything else. I was like, cool. And, uh, I never got the shipping label. Mm -hmm. So I, there I go again. What's the use of saying you're going to send me a shipping, la shipping label if you don't send me a shipping <laughs> So then they got back to me and they said, you know, our apologies. I don't know wh where where the communication failed on our part, but you know, we're going to send you this, 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 and blah 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 blah. So the next day, I got that throttle body and then I got the shipping label and I sent it off to them. Mm -hmm. And um, 
we put it on and it ran like a champ and it was just strong. It made a different sound. I was like, ah, oh, I was all excited. And uh, I did a video because I think they sent me a shirt. If I'm not mistaken, they sent me a shirt with the throttle body. So I put the Skunk 2 shirt on and I did like a video and the video is still on YouTube. I think it has like 78,000 views or something, but I did a walk around with a thing and this is that. And I did a video and I was all excited. And then I sent the video to Skunk 2 and, excuse me and um so when when i was doing this communication with this account on uh on this forum i said by the way who am i speaking to and he said my name's tony shagday mm-hmm. i said shout out to tony i said tony shagday holy shit this is like the world record guy here like yeah, holy yeah, shit yeah. this is tony i said tony and 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 i heard of tony back when shop talk you know with shop talk it was no internet it was you're in a garage building at companies or whatever and people are just talking about what skunk 2 just did and yeah, this is yeah, yeah. that and and all the hype and so um, I was like, dude, like Tony, I'm a huge fan of yours, bro. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry if I ever disrespected you. I didn't know it was you on the other, you know, end of this and blah blah. And he's all, ha ha, no worries. Oh, this and that. I'm glad we've got taken care of this and that. And I said, Tony, um, is there any way? I have a birthday next month. Is there any way I can go out to Skunk Two to go see the shop and all this other stuff? Is there? And he's all, absolutely. Let me know what day and what time, and I'll tell the guys, and we'll get ready and we'll have lunch. I was like, shut the fuck. Oh, sick. Shut the fuck up. So this is when this is when I was telling everybody if I sell you, I'm gonna be going to Skunk Two and Password JDM. Everybody's yeah. like, Oh, you're a dumbass, you're a liar. So um so Password JDM, I had all their stuff in my car ready. And when I had all their stuff, I, I did the same thing. I contacted Password and I was like, Hey, you know, and and Alan was the guy that was my contact back then and I said, I'm gonna be out at Skunk Two. Is there any way, you know, I can you know, take my car by there and this is that. He goes, absolutely, we'll do a photo shoot of your car. You know, you have all the Kevlar stuff, right? And I was like, yeah. He goes, bring it on by. He goes, we'll do a photo shoot. I'm like, holy shit. So I drove to Norco, went out there, met with Tony, Dr. Charles. It was uh, Brian, Mc- uh, no, 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 uh, Brandon, Brandon McRae. Yeah. Fucking Brandon. Shout out to Brandon. Yeah, Auto Life TV. Um, Brandon, um, oh my God. Bonk? Aaron Bonk? No, 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 no. Um, oh my God, don't kick my ass. I just fucking had a brain fart. What is his name? Anyways, so the guys from Skunk 2, they took us out and it was me and a couple of the guys from the team and we went out for breakfast and or lunch. Uh, Tony drove my car and burned out in the drive through or the, the parking lot of Skunk 2 and I recorded it. Matter of fact, it just showed up on my, my memories on, no way. on Facebook. <laughs> And um, we were sitting there drinking beer with Dr. Charles, and it, it was just like a dream come true, man. And and uh, um, it, during the during the, the 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 lunch, I asked Tony. I said, Tony, I said, you know, I don't want to ask for a sponsorship. I don't want to do, you know, because I'm sure you get a thousand of those. I don't want to come off like that dude. Yeah. I said, but um, is there any way that you know Skunk Two can like support this team? And he's all, how many are, are you? And I said, there's five of us. And he's all, absolutely, you know, this is that. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God, I can't wait to get out of here. I can't wait to post this. And they're yeah. gonna, we're supported by Skunk too. And um, so uh, from there, uh, the relationship grew and and we were diehard. Even like to this day, my my Civic still does have Skunk 2 power on license plate. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we're like diehard Skunk 2, you know, and, and uh, fans or whatever you want to call it. And then... Um, Skunk Two decided to sponsor the entire team, so the entire team got sponsored, and 
Um, I remember, you know, we had stuff on our cars that nobody even knew Skunk 2 was making and we would show up to Eibach with our hoods open. Everybody's like, what the hell's that? That's, yeah. that's a Skunk 2 polymer intake. Like nobody even knew that they were making it. And when they gave me the intake, Dr. Charles and uh, Jeff from GoPower, they, they tuned my car and they got like 210 horses to the wheels out of that intake. And I mean, it's just, you know, so many good memories, so many good memories, you know, the, 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 the OG staff of skunk Two just brought that, that, that family vibe that envious had, they, they had it there at the, at the place, you know, at the, at skunk Two's facility. And I remember Dave and I, you know, it's funny cause for, for a while I never knew Dave was the owner. I'd see him walk in and out and I was like, who is that weird guy? <laughs> yeah. He kept giving me a weird look and just would go in there. So I told Tony, I was like, who is this guy? He's all, that's the owner. I go, shut the fuck up. He's giving me like the craziest looks every time he goes into his office. <laughs> like, what the fuck? So then Dave came out and and uh, Tony was like, and this was like fast forward at months, you know. And Dave came out and then Tony was like, hey, we're going to go out to eat. You know, Dave, you down to go eat? He's all, yeah, I'll go eat. And then uh, uh, Tony was like, that's odd. He never goes out. He never goes with us. Like, this is like, this is rare. Mm -hmm. So... I think this is when Skunk 2 was getting a lot of trolling. The, the, they're getting a lot of that Junk 2 stuff. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. They're getting a lot of trolling. So when we went to go eat with Dave, Dave sat back and he goes, so ask me any question. Any question you got, ask me. And I was like, I don't have any questions. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm just, I'm glad we're here. You know yeah, I mean? yeah, I'm, yeah. You know, and he's all, well, you know, I'm sure you have something to ask. He's all, these, these trolls everywhere, they have so much shit to say. I'm sure you have a question or two. And I was like, I really don't have a question. I look at Tony like, help me, <laughs> like help me. And then Tony's all, yeah, Dave, you know, you know, Jimmy's just a huge supporter of, of the brand and this is that. And, you know, and, and I think Dave's, you know, trying to, you know, ask you something about, there's a lot of trolling going on about the you know, skunk too. And this is that. And I told Dave, I said, well, if anything, we, you know, um, not support, but we defend skunk too. Yeah. Know? I mean, we defend it. And, you know, there's a lot of things that you guys have done that nobody in the industry is doing, you know, and, so that was the first time I met Dave. And then after that, Dave just, you know, he became really cool with us. And, um, you know, he gave me advice. He gave me advice that I carried on with the team. You know, he said the biggest thing you do not want in that car club is an ego. Yeah. Anybody with an ego, get rid of them. It's going to hurt at first. Just get rid of them. And that was something we stood by. And, then, and it's true, you know. Um, but, yeah, we did have a falling out with Skunk too. Um, you know, fast forwarded a couple years back, you know, uh, it was, we communicated via email, which, which we shouldn't have. I think we should have just picked up the phone and communicated. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so, you know, we decided to walk away, you know, and, uh, but there's no hard feelings. I mean, it, if it wasn't for skunk Two, Tony shag day, mostly, but if it wasn't for skunk Two, we would not be where we're at because skunk Two catapulted us into the public's or, or the import public um, into their sites, you know, because they they posted us up a lot and, and gave us our recognition. And there was a lot of people that wanted to join just because we were sponsored by Skunk 2. Yeah. And, you know, months prior to that, there was an article in uh, Honda Tuning where it says, if you know, if you get sponsored by a company like Skunk 2 and blah, blah, it's like one in a million, you know, people all day. Are, yeah. are, are, are reaching out for sponsorships. And one thing that I had to learn about sponsorships, and this might be some you know food for thought to some of you guys out there, um, don't come with a stock car and say, hey, I want to be sponsored. 
Um, to be sponsored, you're going to have to blow a lot of money on your car before anybody gives you anything. When, when I reached out for a sponsorship to skunk Two and password JDM, which were the first ones that ever, you know, took time on us, Mike, you would already have thought I was sponsored by them because I had every product they had. I wore all their shirts at all the events. I didn't even wear envious shirts. I wore skunk two shirts every place I went. All the videos that we had, we shouted out skunk two password JDM. Thanks for the support. You would have thought we were supported by or sponsored by them before they probably even knew who we were. So, you know, it, it, there's a lot of work that goes into sponsorships. So, you know, you're going to have to spend money. And if you're getting in this with a stock car thinking somebody else is going to pick up the tab, it's not the way it works. You're going to have to spend a lot of money. And like even with Frank, you know, with Downstar, you know, you're going to get Frank's attention by having a meticulously beautiful build with all his hardware. Now you have his attention. So the next product that he comes out, that car would look sick with my shit on it. So now he's going to reach out and be like, bro, you know what I mean? Let's work. Let, let's do this. And that's how it worked with uh, Skunk 2 and I when I first started coming up. You know, I already had Skunk 2 stuff on my car. I was already repping them, you know, building a relationship. Yeah. And um, the like you said, the old staff, they had their eye to the street, so they knew yeah. what was popping on yeah. the forums and things like that. Yeah. So when I reached out, they had already known who I was. And when they gave me the opportunity, I just said, okay, well, whatever I don't have that's Skunk 2... I want it now. Yeah. <laughs> and I just yeah. had everything on my car. <laughs> and that's how you do, man. If you want to work with people, yeah. like you make it worth their while. Yeah. And uh, a, a lot of people, that's where they heard of us from, was from the Skunk 2, the street team video. Yeah. And that was back in 2011 it, as well. Isn't that crazy that everybody who made it to their elites made it to be successful in the industry? It's crazy. Isn't yeah. that crazy? If you look at all the people who they have on their elites and their elites. I'd say at least 80% of those at people. At least 80%. You know, Sheepy was on there and Sheepy's yes. fucking skyrocketing yes. right now, you yeah. know? Yeah. Uh, Rywire was yeah. on there. I was on there. Yeah. Fuck, I can't think of. Big Mike. Big Mike was on there. Big Mike That's was right. on there. Yeah, dude. Um, uh, you know, the build, the tank. Mm-hmm. Um, all these people, you know, and, and, uh, it was like, they had a little insight into the future or something, you know, cause, well, I mean, you had a, I, yeah, I guess, you know, you had to already be somebody to bust your ass to get down that level anyways. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think that just, uh, yeah. Yeah. They weren't giving it out to anybody. Hell no, they and weren't. It was, uh, shoot. I was like an accomplishment for sure. I, I remember, Oh my God. I remember when I just got, uh, just, just certified. I was like, Oh my God. Right. And I was all excited. I was all excited. And then, um, we went in there cause, uh, um, Brandon wanted to do a video and the, the video is still up. The Brandon wanted to do a video of my car. So we were in the, in the garage and, uh, we're doing the video and Dr. Charles was putting on my, my little badge and, and I remember he dropped the screwdriver and he's like, oh my God. Like he thought like he scratched the car. And I go, Charles, like if you scratch my car, bro, I just want you to put your thumbprint next to it or sign next to it. Like I didn't yeah. give a shit what you do to my car, bro. Like, like you're a legend, bro. Like, And um, so I remember when uh, I was getting ready to leave, Tony Shagday said, uh, he says, you, you really want to be an elite? I was like, Tony, you know, you know what I mean? Like, you know, I really want to be an elite. You know what I mean? Like, you know, and he goes, he goes, okay. He goes, I'll be right back. 
so he went upstairs and then the staff came out with all these boxes to the superchargers, the Kraftwerk supercharger. And this is when it first came out. And uh, he's like, here you go. He goes, here's a supercharger. And, th- and then they even gave me the black manifold, which I don't even think, I, they never even came out with a black manifold until like a year or two years after they had the, yeah. so they gave me the blacked out skunk two manifold that went with the Kraftworks. And he said, put this on your car. We'll tune it later and blah, 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 blah. And uh, um, you'll, you'll be an elite. No way. Yeah. So I was like, oh my God. So I went home and I remember all the piping. I got the piping custom painted and everything else and put yeah. it on, dolled it all up and then showed back over there. And oh my God, dude, that was just insane. Wow. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. So I, I know, I know what those feelings are like to accomplish things in the import scene. That's why with Envious, we try to, we try to mimic a lot of the things, my past experiences to make yeah. it more special. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like to get that Envious banner, man, you're going to bust your ass to get that banner. We do not give that banner away. When you see people with that banner, they, they worked for it. Yeah. It was not given to them. So we know, you know, we know how it feels. Dope, man. Um, one thing that I always like to touch on is that for everybody who is an entrepreneur and like, you know, trying to uh, build something, I always like to know what the um, the the home and work balance is and how how you're able to maintain those kind of things. You know, I know we listened to the past episode with HPJ yeah. and that was on the the more uh, extreme side of things. You know, yeah, and. I mean, I've explained the ways that that I do it and try to perfect it as much as I can. Yeah. You know, so I I know you're always on the move and yeah, trying to make things happen. So, you know, it, you, you, you oh, any anything that that there's there's a lot of sacrifices that have to be made in order to to get to another level. And, um, and some people, some people will look at, some people have different things to sacrifice. Okay. Some people have different things to sacrifice and, and some would look at it like this motherfucker is crazy or I would do the same thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, with, with, uh, my relationship with my wife, has it's you know it you know the whole envious thing has taken its toll and that's and to me that's part of the sacrifice and you know it's you know it, it it's rough it's rough for her to have somebody who who is gone a lot you can't really plan things as a family too much because there's always I always have something there's always something either I'm leaving or I have members coming over or I have to take care of something. And that takes a big toll. And, um, if, if you're, if, if you get up one morning and you're saying, Hey, I'm going to do this and I want to, uh, you know, I want, I want to be this public figure. I want to be on this level or I want to do this, this thing in my eyes is going to be success. Um, sacrifice is going to come with it. And even, and if you want it or not, sacrifice is going to come with it. If you want it or not. Um, you know, it's, it's, it to the, after you, after you are successful and after the dust settles, I think then the sacrifices 
aren't as extreme. But on the road to going where you're going to go, it, it, you, to, in order to make everybody happy, you're going to have to sacrifice somebody's happiness. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I've learned, I've learned that, um, that the older you get, you become, you're, you're, you become different than who you were when you were 18. You're different than who you were when you're 21. You're different who you were, like in my case, when I was 30. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I, you know, I, it, if the day ever comes that she's like, um, <laughs> uh, the day's probably closer than what I think, you know, she's done. Yeah. I have to, I'm going to respect it and I'm going to have to, you know, I'm going to have to move on. If I was to leave and drop the team and, and, you know, lose my wife and lose the team, then it was all in vain. It was all for nothing. Mm -hmm. So, you know, uh, you know, I have to continue to do what I'm doing with, with my, my grand vision. And, uh, you know, it, it takes, you know, I'm not going to lie. It takes a toll and it takes a, a tremendous toll on a relationship. Is it her fault? No. Is it my fault? Maybe. <laughs> but, um, you know, you know, we were talking earlier, you know, we were talking earlier and, and, uh, it's, you know, it, it's rough, you know, and it, and it's not for everybody. It's not for everybody to be successful and it's not for everybody to be a part of somebody's success. It's not. And, um, you know, um, you know, I mean, you haven't got to get deeper. No, I know, I know, I know, I know exactly what I'm doing, you know, and you know, I just, uh, you know, I, I've always looked at things in a, in a positive light and I've always, you know, I always want to shake things off like a, like a, like a, like a duck does water. You yeah. know, that's, that's the best way I can explain it. You know, when a duck comes off in the water and it just falls right off, Yeah. you know, um, there's, there's different chapters to my life. And, um, and, uh, there's, there's, there's a whole bunch of people that I, I really wished they could have, they could join me on this, you know, road and, um, you know, and, and it's not for them, yeah you know, and I will, I will meet people like I meet people every day and they find it fascinating. They find the lifestyle, you know, intriguing and they want to be a part of it. And, um, you know, and, and, you know, those are the ones that are going to, you know, and I'm not, I'm not saying females or nothing. I'm just saying, I'm talking like people in general to support. Yeah, yeah. Just support in general. And I've always felt on a personal basis that, um, uh, there, there's different views of support at home. There's different views because my wife's ideas of support and my ideas of support can be totally different things. And, you know, if you lack communication, you will never know what those are, you know? And, yeah. You know, so, you know, you live and learn and you live and learn. And, uh, you know, with, uh, with, with my grandiose visions of, of where envious is going to go, you know, it, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna take a lot more 
from her or, you know, if not from her, but those surrounding me, because, you know, um, like I said, I'm going to be going to Dubai. I'm going to be going to China. I'm going to, I'm going to all these different places that I've never taken her. I've never taken her out of state or yeah. you know, Las Vegas and Mexico. Okay. Yeah. But not to the East coast or, you know, all the things that I've experienced. And, um, you know, when you're on the road like that, it gets lonely. You know what I mean? And especially with my kids, oh my God, my kids are my world, you know? And when, when I FaceTime my kids and I'm gone, man, that, 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 that will bring tears to me. And, but, and that's the sacrifice. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That's the sacrifice. You know, I, I'm not going to, you know, be, ex, be as extreme as, as Jason, Yeah. you know, my kids, it's like, you know, um, it, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm thinking of their future when I'm doing all this. You know, I, I want to do a collaboration with these big companies in, in the future where, you know, financially my kids and hopefully my grandkids will be taken care of. And if I have to do things that are going to separate me from my house right now, that's going to be the sacrifice. Yeah. I, I don't want nobody, um, you know, throwing stones because, you know, some people can say like, you know, they can think like, oh, you know, my house comes first and blah, blah, blah. And you're sitting there screwing around on your wife. Okay? Yeah. It's easier. It's easy to, to point fingers when, you know, you, you're doing some pretty, you know, fucked up stuff that I, I wouldn't do to my wife. You know what I mean? So, you know, it is what it is. Um, you know, I, I know that the future, is, my future is bright. The team's future is bright. And, um, you know, for my kids and my grandkids, I know their future will be bright. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you know, that's where I'm going to get it. That's where I'm going to get it. Um, you know, um, with my family as well, you know, and this is the sacrifices that I even had to make prior to my wife, you know, like my parents, my parents were getting older in age, you know, and, and, uh, every time I would leave, my mom would be like, you know, you know, this weekend your dad isn't feeling bad and you better hope, you know, he doesn't die when you're over there and this is that. And I'd oh, be in my head shit. like, yeah, I'd be in my head thinking like I'd be in, in another state in Texas thinking, damn, oh, my dad doesn't die this weekend. You know what I mean? And then come back home and he's perfectly fine mowing the yard. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And, you know, so I would, I, and, and I would be gone a lot and my parents did get older in age. My parents did get older in age and, and I was, I, I, I did, you know, leave and I was gone almost every weekend, every chance I had, I was out. And during the weeknights I was out where I could have spent times with my parents. Now they're both gone. You know, they both passed away, but it, you know, that time I could have spent with them was a sacrifice that I had to do back then to be where we're at today. I had to, and that's how I feel the same thing now. Yeah. I have to, you know what I mean? And you know, it's, um, yeah, but we'll see. She's a champ. She's strong. Yeah. You know what I mean? She's, she's, she's strong. Yeah. I, I really love when people show, share stories like that because I want people to know that like this life isn't just about, you know, cars and money and, you know, traveling yeah. and shit yeah. like that. There's a lot of stuff that's, um, behind the scenes that people really don't see, you yeah. know, a lot of sacrifices that have been made and, um, if you want to be successful, you're definitely going to have to make some sacrifices. Yeah. And depending on how successful you want to be, how big you want your company to be or whatever, you're going to have to sacrifice a lot. Because yep. the only 
currency that we really have is time yeah. and it depends on where you spend your time at which if you spent all your time on your business yeah of course your business is going to grow but when everything else doesn't grow yeah it's because you didn't maintain yep. it yeah so and there's you know there's there's there has to be a balance and and a balance is something that i never knew years prior you know what I mean? And I'm I'm one of those people that I have to live and learn, man. I'm yeah, you know, people can give me advice all day and I have to live and learn. You know, that will shock you. Why? Let me touch it. Oh shit. Yeah, yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. oh shit, don't touch that, dude. That will shock you. You know what I mean? Like that's that's me. I have to live and learn and and uh, you know, I, I again, you know, I made those sacrifices, you know, with a time with my parents when they were alive and you know and you know, and now now it's the marriage, you know what I mean? So, you know, what, what, you know, there's, you know, if she's already had enough, she's already had enough. There's no way I can rewind time because what's done is done. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, my, you know, my future is bright. I know it is. I, the team's future is bright. I know it is. If I had any doubt, I would not waste one minute trying to resuscitate a dead horse yeah yeah. you yeah. know what i mean so i gotta keep pushing forward uh, i'm i'm t i'm so grateful that so many people in the industry have embraced me as a person i mean the team yeah but me as a person because i can i can contact all these people that that a majority of the industry or the majority of enthusiasts seem as untouchable i have them on um you know on my contacts as a, you know, and if I have questions, if I need help, if there's concerns, they're just a text away. And you know, that, you know, I, I could not have done that sitting on a couch, scratching my balls, watching yeah. TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I've, you know, I I've gone to car shows where it's pouring rain and you're just standing there with your hands in your pockets. Like, Oh shit. You know, I've, I've, I've gone where I get out of work at three o'clock in the afternoon at five o'clock, we're packing up and we're driving to El Paso, Texas. And we get there the next day at one 30 in the afternoon with no sleep. I've done it. You know what I mean? I've done it. And, um, and I'm willing to do it again to get us on another level. And that sacrifices, more sacrifices will come. And, and what you guys have to realize is it's not easy that all this isn't easy where, where, where Frank is, it's not easy where I'm at. It's not easy. Where Honda pro Jason at is not easy where you see the owner of skunk Two, Dave, anybody with a position, big Mike, it's not easy just because we don't post our personal business on social media. You don't, I don't post my finances. I don't post my relationships. I don't post, people don't know if I'm married, if I'm broke, if I'm rich, they don't <laughs> yeah. know shit. They just know about the car club. Yeah. You don't, I don't need to post all that. I don't need to brag about my sacrifices. I don't need to brag about, you know, I don't need to brag about none of that. I, what, what I do is, is I've learned a lot doing this and I give people advice on their, on their road to wherever they're going. And nine out of 10, they might not listen to me the first time until they get bit in the ass. And they're like, Oh shit, Jimmy told me about this. And then they're going to come back and ask me more like, yeah. okay, okay. Uh, now I'm listening, you know, so chew on the meat, spit out the bones, you know? So if I tell you something and if, you know, it's all out of experience, I don't make shit up. I don't, I don't have nothing better to do than, you know, blow smoke up your ass. So, 
Yeah. Dude, hell yeah, Jimmy. In these last um, eight years, you've really built something, man. And every day I'll see it. I'll get a tag and I see it and I have envious <laughs> banner, dude. You know? Oh, yeah, man. Envious Ubakistan. <laughs> and it's hard, man. It's hard keeping up, man. The team, man, they, they're they they're ordering banners, you know, and everything. All the banners go through me every, you know, I, I, I don't trust anybody, any outsourcing to the, you know, making the banners because yeah. we've, we've had a lot of people counterfeit them already and everything else. And, and uh, you know, I'm I, I see it firsthand. You know, I'm sending out 20 banners to this state. I'm sending 15 banners to this chapter. I'm sending 35 banners to this country. And it's like, you know, and, and every one of those banners that it went to, man, these guys busted their ass to get there. And it, we're just growing and growing, you know. And, um, yeah, yeah, we're super excited. We're, you know, and I want to, I want to, give give uh my appreciation to to you know you guys listening who know who i am and who have supported you know the team ri and uh i i thank you guys you know i thank you guys for believing in in me and team envious i i you have no idea how much i appreciate it you know we we started out as you know five knuckleheads in the middle of a fucking cornfield and it it, it blew up into a, a worldwide movement you know, to the point where, you know, when Fast and the Furious reached out to us, you know what I mean? Like yeah. to that level, you know what I mean? And, you know, it's, it's, um, it, I'm honored I, and I don't ever take it for granted. And and when anybody comes up and asks me for pictures or asks to talk to me, I don't want anybody to ever think that you're bugging me Yeah, because this is what I do it for. I do it for, you know, I know how it feels to stand in line to take a picture with Big Mike. <laughs> I know how it feels to walk up to Frank Downstar and shake his hand and, and to see that smile and be like, <laughs> oh, shit, I, I know how it feels. And if, 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 I can, if I can give anybody that, I feel like I'm honored because who the hell am I? You know what I mean? I feel you, dude. So this that's, is cool. That's what it's all about, Jimmy. And I, I know you're a busy guy, man. I really appreciate you being here for this podcast. Dude. Oh, man, brother. I, I was honored, man. <laughs> when you said you wanted to do it, I was like, let's make this happen, brother. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> Jimmy, so before we get out of here, is there um, anybody you want to shout out? And where can people find you at? Oh, heck yeah. Um, I would like to give a shout out, like like I said, you know, to you know the enthusiast on one hand. Thank you guys so much for your support, and thank you guys for your interest in wanting to be a part of Team Envious. I know we get a lot of messages that we probably don't respond back to because we just we get a ton of people wanting to know more about the team. Um, all I can say is just find your local chapter and and keep grinding, and keep grinding because everybody that has those banners on there, it wasn't given to them, so don't expect it to be given bust your ass show us that you really want to be a part of this and we'll get you aboard for one but for two I, w- I would really like to give a shout out to to those people in the industry who are who are throwing events who are making products who are keeping this alive you know you guys you guys you, you can relate to a lot of the stuff that when I talk about sacrifices you can relate to a lot of the stuff that I'm talking about because you guys are are sacrificing a lot of stuff either it's through your marriage or your time with your children or financially whatever there's a sacrifice that you guys are making and we thank you guys for keeping this industry alive because without you it would be a it would be a um, a memory in the past like oh remember we used to do that remember they used to have downstar how come we don't have it no more yeah you know but you know, just keep, 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 keep pushing. Um, IFO, you have Cliff, shout out to Cliff from IFO. He always embraces us. Um, Ranger from Elite Tuner, Jay from Tuner Evolution, um, Ryan from uh, Ibok and the the most recent one. Um, I Heart Honda Fest. I Heart Honda Fest. 
you know, shout out to you guys who are who are making these events and, and keeping it real. Geo to Geo also, Geo on Gearhead Society. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, shout out to you guys. Uh first of all, I, I appreciate you guys because every time you guys reach out to me to have us out there, you know, you you think of the team, you think of me and and you know, that means a lot. And and I appreciate you guys. And you guys keep me going. You guys really keep me going and, and the team will be there to support you guys regardless. Um, and the companies, Downstar, you know, Voodoo, um, uh, Top Ups, Clutch Wheels, Concept One. Um, we have we have a ton of sponsors. I, I should have wrote a list down so I can give everybody a shout out. But to all you guys that support us, uh, you guys you guys are the reasons we 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 exist and we keep on going because that's just a little perk of being a part of this family is to have you guys you know with your products and backing us up and you know my guys are very proud to represent your guys's products you know they're very proud of it you know if shoot if you were to give out you know downstar shirts man you'd you'd go broke (laughs) (laughs) these guys love it hell yeah but yeah just a shout out to the industry as a whole man and and uh pastor jdm even shout out to skunk too man regardless of whatever whatever who cares you know shout out to you guys and uh you know we're going to continue to make this grow and if you have a dream if you have a dream to to start a car club and to do whatever, and if you need advice, you can ask one of my members, one of my leadership, you can ask me for advice. We'll give you advice on how to make a successful car club. There's no stinginess going around here. That 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 has no place with us. So if you guys ever need advice and you guys want to make your dreams successful, and if we can sit there and talk to you for an hour to figure things out, let's do it. Dude, that's what's up, Jimmy. <laughs> so what about your handles, bro? Where can they find you at? Oh, my Lord. Okay, Instagram, envious, N-V-U-S underscore CEO. And that's my Instagram. And then Team Envious is Team underscore N-V-U-S, Team Envious. Um, social medias, we have a, a, a public uh, page for with Team Envious. And that's just Team Envious on Facebook. And then Jimmy Gomez on Facebook. Hit me up. I'm, I think I like have like eight slots open right now. <laughs> before I hit eight, uh, three thousand or five thousand, whatever it is. Top eight, baby. <laughs> Get added to the top eight, Jimmy. It was a pleasure having you in here, man. Much it's always love, dope to just Much kick love. it with you and talk, man. If you guys uh, enjoyed this podcast, make sure you hit up Jimmy and uh, hit us up on the hotline 818-937-3470 make sure you save that in your phone once again this is downtime with downstar episode 112 and we out peace